Welcome to episode 25 of Let's Place. Wait, no, episode 26 of Let's Place. I will one day know what episode I'm recording when I'm recording it. There's no reason for me not to. Like, it's not like we're recording these out of order or anything complicated like that. I just can't count. This is the only show that dares to scientifically and objectively rank all video games according to quality. Uh, I am joined this time with uh, returning guest Will. Hello. And brand new guest Jesse. Or is he Jesse is he here? Uh oh. Oh no. Lose him. Oh no. Will, forget about ranking these games. We're gonna go have to go we on an to adventure go, we have to, to save, go in and save Jesse. We have to save Jesse. Hold on, let's, alright, let's start looking for clues. I'm looking on my Skype contact list. He's still showing his online on Skype, so he has an internet connection. He oh, he's have... typed into the chat, just uh, a series of... falling into the chat. <laughs> he's typed uh, six lowercase a's twice, and now he's typing some more. That's some kind what of What could code. he be saying? He says he can hear us! Okay, Jesse, all right. Jesse, move towards our voices! We believe in you! Find your way out of this miasma and come back to the land of the living. He says he's trapped in the listener's realm. Oh, no. Oh, he no. might as well not exist. The the people, the the the, fl- the flogged ghouls in the pits of Tartarus that we record this for? That's where you're trapped? Ah. Uh, okay, okay. We're. Uh, he says he's going to try hanging up. All right. Okay, Godspeed. We... Uh, we need to stand a silent vigil see, and wait for him to return to us. His his avatar on Skype, like, grayed out and then popped back on. I think he's already called us back, but I'm not hearing anything from him. Oh, oh boy, no. oh, boy. Uh, Jesse, can't, if you can hear us, look in your, your call settings and see if something weird happened with your microphone. Did you jostle a cord? Did it get unplugged, maybe? It, uh, he says he also thinks that his recording software crashed. <laughs> oh, no. So, <laughs> that's probably good, because now I won't have to edit around the fact that he's ta- probably talking to us, even though we can't hear. He says this is going swimmingly, and I agree. Oh, gosh. Forget our ranking games. We're now playing a game of our own. The most dangerous game. <laughs> a man. Oh, there he oh, is! Okay, thank he's God. He's back! <laughs> yeah, the... Yeah, the classic move. Okay, so his audition also crashed for you? Okay. Are, are you recording now? Okay. Okay. Oh. Now I'm recording. Not the... Okay, let's, let's do a sync clap again so that that all works out. Yeah. One, two, three. Okay. Okay. We're back, and better than ever. Hopefully. As I was saying before that disaster... Are you going to edit any of this? Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I'm happy to hear Audition crashed on you, because now I don't have to edit it to maintain this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, As I was saying, we are joined with new guest Jesse. Hey, ahoy hoy. Who is, uh, probably with that, has had the most exciting introduction of any of our guests. Yeah, absolutely. I got lost in a black hole before I even said a word. Yeah. All right, well. 
coming back down from that, mm-hmm. we have uh, so far ranked 125 games. Uh, at the end, I will read the, the top and bottom 10 from this list, but for now, we are just looking towards what we've got today. We have five new games, four chosen at random, one chosen from a list of listener suggestions. Uh, today, we are ranking Back to the Future, the game, Might and Magic X Legacy, Swords and Soldiers 2, Sinistar, and Elite Beat Agents. Mm. So, uh, starting at the beginning... Back to the Future, the game. Has anybody other than me played this? I played five minutes of it. Yeah, that's about how much I played of it, too. I played um, the entire first episode and then forgot I owned it. Yeah, so to be clear, this is not like any of the old like NES games they made to tie into the movies. This is the Telltale episodic adventure game mm-hmm. uh, where you're playing as Marty McFly and you have to go through time with Doc... Uh, it was free on PlayStation Network for a while, and that's why I played any of it. Um, this was kind of during Telltale's dark period. They had a time, like, when they first got name recognition where they were making the Sam and Max games, where they were, you know, liked well enough. People liked those Sam and Max revival games. And then they started getting these licenses, like, Back to the Future Monkey and Island Jurassic was one Park. Of the first, right? Mon- they do Monkey, Monkey Island? Island? I didn't realize they yeah, did they Monkey did. Island. Yeah. Um, and they, as far as I know, that was liked well enough. Yeah, uh, they. I think it took them a while to find their uh, artistic yeah. style as well. Like, I remember Martin right. McFly looking kind of like a fish. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. This was during a period where, yeah, they were kind of floundering. Um, this came out sort of concurrently with Jurassic Park, which got panned pretty hard. Um, th- and this is a very... Adv- you know, it, it's prior to when they sort of reinvented themselves with The Walking Dead, which uh, sort of took a took a lot of the focus away from the puzzle-solving aspect of adventure games. This one has a lot of that kind of stuff, where it's like, oh, I need to plug in this amp to jam on my guitar to scare away the police. And it's all very like, hey, let's take a scene from Back to the Future, and that worked great as like a five-minute, or even like, you know, one-minute gag, and stretch it out to a 15-minute puzzle. Huh. And totally sap all of the charm and joy out of it. Didn't they? Uh, um, didn't the writers of Back to the Future say that this was canon? Uh, I mean, maybe. Like as much as there can be Back to, the, to Back to the Future. It the whole anytime people like talk about what's canon and what's not, I kind of my eyes just glaze over. Uh, it's like part of the um, it's part of the Back to the Future expanded universe or extended universe. It, well, especially with this, because even if it is canon, it takes place after all three movies, right? Yes. Right. So, like, it doesn't affect anything. Well, like, I, I mean, no... wait, hang on. But of all series that might affect something in the past, this, you know, Back to the right. Future might be one that actually does that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. To me, the whole, like, take it as canon if you want to, and if you don't, that's okay, too. Who cares? Or if, like, this story is contingent on this one being canon, okay, for our purposes at this moment, it's canon. But otherwise, again, who cares? Mm. I have opinions about this subject that go beyond the scope of this show. Uh (laughs) But, like, I I remember um, in the lead-up to this game being released, uh, them making some to-do about the voiced cast. Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, 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 Why can't I remember the name of Doc Brown? Uh, Shit, now I'm blanking on it too. Christopher Lloyd, there we go. Christopher Lloyd, Lloyd. yeah. I remember hearing him and thinking, oh man, he's he's getting on. 
Yeah. That's yeah. what I remember from that interview. Like, uh, and yeah. also in the game, yeah, it pretty much sounds like he's right. yeah. I mean, you can't fault him for that. That happens. Sure. The inevitable progress of time. Yeah. The guy that well, got I, I'm, I'm reading this like plot summary on Moby Games. It says the year is 1986, and Doc has been missing for a long time. Mm-hmm. He's not missing. Well, he he just left. Well, hang on. 1986. That's just a year later, right? I mean, can yeah, you... yeah. A long time. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Yeah, but I mean, like, he didn't. He didn't vanish. He just decided to go have time adventures with his pretty his time wife. Wild West wife and his time train. Yeah. Yeah, like it's not a mystery. Like where Doc go? No, he he's around. Who cares? Well, no, these they are the important questions that we need to the, answer in the game too. Yeah. Hmm. So like already, this feels like it's starting on the wrong foot to me. Well, okay. Well, let me argue this then. This uh, uh-huh. game uh, set the foundation for The Walking Dead by being not great at some of the things that The Walking Dead is great at because maybe they they made this and decided. You're... Sure. Uh, this isn't so good. Maybe we can try another track, and that's how we got The Walking Dead. Right, right, right. Um, I'm trying to figure out uh, how many of these, like, how many time periods they go to. It looks like they go to, like, gangster times in the first two episodes. Okay. Yeah, that's not a bad setting. Like... Yeah. It's good to hear uh, that it's, if it's all ga- Yeah, it looks like it's all gangster times. What? Oh, come on. That's a wasted opportunity. Well, that, yeah. Oh, I think it like goes back and forth between Gangster Times and the present, maybe. Yeah. Like what yeah. happens is, um, yeah. like they go back to Gangster Times when Doc was a kid, and oh, then I they see. do some stuff that changes his future so that he becomes like science overlord of the '80s or whatever. Oh, and I see. And they go back to the present where everything has changed, and I think they go back one more time to change. Yeah, I mean, I guess that. that's an all right premise. But... Yeah, but it, it feels like if they were just gonna do one of these, only exploring the one other time period. It's yeah, a bit of a bummer. I said I got, I got to like right when you first make it to Gangster Times when I played this game, uh, before just getting fed up with it because it was just again, it like Back to the Future One, which is a movie I love, it has about maybe I'll be generous and say ten minutes of time in Doc's garage at the start, uh, mm. where he like plays the amp and it blows him away and all that oh, stuff and it's on. funny. What they do that again? I mean, oh yeah, yeah. Because the the setup is that because Doc has gone missing, the city is auctioning off all of his possessions to make back the the debts that he has. Hmm. So Marty's trying to scare everybody off so that he can you know save Doc's most precious possessions. So there's this entire puzzle sequence where you have to hook up the amplifier and then play it to blast everybody out of the driveway. Uh, I mean, yeah. That's- fine but it being the very first thing you do kind of rubs me the wrong way it's like hey remember back to the future let's we had, oh we got to do that one thing that he does in the movie like right. first it's, off that's not a good foot to start on no not at all like if i wanted to see that i would just go rewatch back to the future hmm i should um, I, I feel like actually doing that you know i watched it uh pretty recently and i the my main takeaway was like man why is Marty's first plan that he's going to pretend to rape his mother Ugh. so that his dad can stop him? That's a weird place for your mind to go, Marty. A little bit. A little bit. Seems like there's some layers to that. Yeah, mm. yeah. Also, it kind of is weird to me that in the timeline where, uh, you know, 
his parents get together because his dad got hit by the car and his mother nursed him back to health and they fell in love that way, that they're miserable. But when they get together because uh, they fit into more traditional gender roles with, uh, you know, his dad defending her against, you know, another man and punching him out to protect her honor or all that shit, now they're perfect people. Something about that seems like maybe, hmm, maybe a little iffy. I think we might be venturing into critique of the Back to the Future movie, where we should be. I, yeah, <laughs> that's true. You're right. I mean, to be yeah, fair, it sounds like this game is trying to evoke that, so. Yeah, it, it done got evoked. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, let's take a look. I have um, modified the algorithm I use slightly for deciding what game to compare it to. So now it's not a straight binary insertion, binary tree insertion, uh, because some people were complaining that the same games come up too frequently in discussion. So now there's a very slight amount of randomness involved where uh, at every option you might get the uh, proper true uh, point that we should be considering or one deviated from that. Hmm. And as far as I know, that won't mess up the outcome really meaningfully. I guess we'll find out, though. All right. So what you're saying is that Starship Chameleon is no longer the bar by which every single game will be measured by. Starship Chameleon now only has a 50% chance of being the bar by which everything is compared against. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Flawless. Uh, right. So, Jesse, uh, how do you think the Back to the Future Adventure game compares to Super Adventure Rockman, another <laughs> adventure game, this one starring Mega Man, uh, involving primarily uh, QTE-based interactions for the Sega Saturn was it it's localized? Some... Ever? Uh, no, it was not. No. Well, uh, I've been told that uh, things that aren't localized are usually um, good games that uh, get, you know, short-shafted. So I Yeah, I'm this one maybe that... it wasn't one of those. Oh? Are you sure? It looks, it looks pretty forgettable, hmm. let's say. Okay, super adventure. I, I've never played a Mega Man game. Oh, you haven't? Yeah, I know. It's I recommend like a them. bit of history that I never like had growing up, even though I played all the classic Mario stuff. And right, yeah, yeah. they're good games. I, I mean, I don't know how good because we haven't ranked any yet. But yeah, I mean, I played Me as Mega Man in Super Smash Brothers, and that's sure pretty fun. Yeah, it's one of the more more fun ones. Uh, so based on that, uh, hmm. I feel like I have to see a picture of uh, of this this game, mm. Super Adventure. Let's see Rock if we Man. can find you one, Super Adventure Rock Man. Let's take a look. Uh, oh, okay. Is this? Yeah. This looks like a cartoon that I have, might have seen some meme images from. That's possible, I guess. I'm not really sure. Hmm. Um, here's a picture more of gameplay as opposed to the cutscenes, which, in its defense, are animated fairly well. Okay. So this is more what the gameplay looks so like. So if we were comparing visuals, then, uh, we've got the kind of weird fish look against this, which I think looks decent. Like, how old is this? Uh, late 90s, I think, or mid 90s, whenever the Sega Saturn existed. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna give this the leg up on visuals, I think. Okay, okay. Uh, now, gameplay. <laughs> yeah. What do you do? What You just gotta... Listen, we, we understand these games as a panel of expert judges, so we can make those kinds of decisions. Okay. About which game has better gameplay. Alright, well, uh, this one other uh, picture I'm looking at has a picture of... Uh, well, it has a guy... It looks like another one of the robots with a buzzsaw on his head. 
and uh-huh, it says yeah. danger damage one percent. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm assuming there's combat in this game. There's combat of a sort. It's sort of like a very primitive kind of the sort of combat you see in Walking Dead and The Wolf Among Us, where it's like move the cursor onto the thing, Whoa. and then so push they were the doing button. QTE sequences back then. Yeah, yeah, it's very QTE ish. Hmm, okay. Are there any? Is there any like dance offs? No, there's no dance offs. Are you sure? He looks like he's getting ready to to drop drop a beat. No, no. Uh, uh, right. The creator of Mega Man actually disliked this game because he thought it was unnecessarily dark. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, what kind of bar is that to to clear that? I don't. I don't yeah, I don't know. Um, hmm. Well, okay. Since it quite obviously laid that foundation, I'll give the gameplay edge. It, it sounds like uh, that Rockman Super Adventure wins this this particular matchup. Super Adventure. Okay. Rockman, yeah. All right. Will, how are you voting? Uh, I I think there's like there's plenty to criticize Back to the Future about. Uh huh. Like it's a very flawed game in a lot of ways, but um, I like I remember pl- having a good time playing it. And I think there's something to be said about its role in kind of like helping Telltale hit its stride, sure, a little bit. Yeah, so I, I, think I, I would give it to Back to agree the with that. Hmm. Mm. I agree yeah, with your um, points. Yeah. Well, it means it's down to me to break the tie, and I'm going to say I, I understand where you're coming from. That this game, it, it I, I mean, Super Adventure Rockman's not an abysmal game. It's at number sixty-three for a reason, <laughs> but it's it just feels rough around the edges in just about every way. And I don't necessarily love how the Telltale Back to the Future game came out, but I think they hit what they were going for in a in a stronger way than I think Rockman did. Um, I don't know what so Rockman I, was going for, so I yeah, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give it to Rockman. Although I, I think it's a pretty close thing, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up ranked close together. But for now, uh, Back to the Future is moving up to position number thirty-two. Will, how does it compare to Sudden Strike Resource War, the Russian-made tactical strategy game uh, where, like, the main component of it was, like, you have to manage your, uh, like, ammunition and fuel for your tanks and all that stuff and, like, lay out supply lines and that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> hmm. I don't know. That's, that's kind of a novel idea. Because, yeah. Like, Logistics are not necessarily a thing that's often addressed in right, most right. strategy games. Um, hmm. I, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna give the edge to Back to the Future. Okay. Um, but I, I don't know. That sound. That sound. It's. It's a lot closer now. Hmm. Okay. All right, uh, uh, Jesse. It's weird that you would argue for Back to the Future over this one, considering you argued for... Wait. Was it me that... I can't even remember what I argued for last time. You were you arguing <laughs> for Rockman to win. We both argued for Back to the Future. Okay. Alright. Hmm. Well, I, I do really like the name Sudden Strike. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a pretty good name. Yeah. It is a good name. Looking at the screenshots, uh, it is not something I would ever play, but uh, right. I guess we're not supposed to bring our own uh, proclivities into this, huh? Well, I mean, you, listen, how you vote is is on you. I have had people 
vote for games like because they have a three in the title, which is higher than the one in another game's title. Hmm. It really comes down to how the metrics that you feel are important. That's well, why we get such a wide sampling of different judges with different uh, feelings. Okay, well, I'll, I'll bring it down to this then. Uh, the guys on the cover of each of these games, who would win in a fight? I would say that it is the guy from Sudden Strike Resource War because he's got a gun. And Mike yeah. McFly does not. He has a watch. But, I mean, counterpoint, there were like five Libyans with guns in the first movie and he got away from all of them. Yeah, he got away. He didn't win. I guess that's true. Hmm. Yeah, like, so this yeah, is a straight They, they destroyed themselves by crashing their van. Yeah. Also, it's kind of crazy that that worked. Yeah. He, he did look out pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, so maybe you could win I, by Deus Ex Machina? I don't know. Sure. Right. I will say that I love that your very first placing, you gave a very good in-depth analysis of the game you were looking at, and it took until number two for you to completely throw that out the window and go into silliness. Hey, I was thinking to myself, I cannot wait for this show to break this man, but you broke yourself so quickly. Well, I mean, you know, this guy, he's, he's got a charisma to him, this guy on this cover, and it won me over. Sure. No, that's, that is as reasonable as anything. I can't even see into his eyes, but there's an element of mystery there to, like, what do his eyes even look like? What is this man? <laughs> What have yeah, those eyes I, seen? I, I will also in the resource say that, war. Yeah, resource war seems like it's got something to it. Whereas, you know, I I just don't like the Back to the Future game. I've tried it; it was no good. Okay, and uh, having not tried Sudden Strike Resource War, you can't right, say it could that be you as, don't like it. For all I know, you can it's, say that for Back to the Future. Right. For all I know, it's my favorite game ever. I just haven't tried it yet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, solid. So. Sound. It's yeah. Leave it up. So, Jason, how does Back to the Future compare to Trolls, an Atari game uh, where you play as a young boy who has been whisked away from the normal world because he didn't care about his family enough, so ghouls have taken him to a spirit world where he must escape devilish trolls that plant traps for him, and it's, it's Minesweeper. It's Minesweeper what? with a really weird story attached to it. And then when you die, when you lose, you get a little pile that says, Billy bit the dust. And the text box is, like, made out of bones. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. So, hmm. but doesn't sound good as Back to the Future. Alright. Wait, who who is uh, arguing this first? Uh, you're first this time. It switches off. Oh, right. Okay. Hmm. Oh... Well, how is... I can't see it on this list. How is Trolls spelt? Uh, just like the normal old Trolls. It's number 47. No uh, 47... No, no Z? Oh, hmm. No Z. No. Uh, that's gonna... Ooh. Wait, do you say Z in the UK? I thought that was just a Canada thing. Well, uh, it depends. What are we... T- I, I don't know how I'm gonna Google this game. Yeah, no, it's a very difficult game to Google. We found that out over time. I think you have to uh, append because Atari I know about... ST to that. Hmm. I know about Trolls and I've heard of them, at least, I think. Right. Let me see if I can find it Oh, on... no, that's something else entirely. I don't know what this Movie is. Movie games for you. Um... I, I've, I've come up against, like, uh, Here we are. Americanized anime girls with yeah. huge hair. That's, yeah, uh... that sounds about right. Here's uh, Here it is on MobyGames.com. Hmm. Movie games. Okay, there's one screen that I can see. Oh, 
Yep, Minesweeper. Yeah. Yep. Minesweeper's a pretty good game. Yeah, totally. Hmm. I would uh, I would crack open Minesweeper every now and then if I uh, had it on my computer, probably. Yeah, but what uh, if it was apparently bad Minesweeper, though? How do you know? I, I don't know. I got the impression that Trolls is, like... It's like if Minesweeper was, like, both more complicated and not as good. Hmm. Well, I like the more complicated part. Hmm. Right. There's rivers, <laughs> there's water in this game. There is water. That's true. Yeah. That's... There's probably water in Back to the Future also, though. Uh, are you sure? I'm not sure. No, I can't confirm. I, I'm pretty sure water in the time period the that future. they go to, like Gangster Period, I don't remember seeing any water. Generally. You're right, it was all just booze and speakies. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, they were too busy using it to make hooch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think uh, I think Charles has the edge uh, in the water okay. department. Uh, hmm. Uh, it's not spelled with a Z though. It's not. Uh, but neither is Back to the Future. To be fair, how how, how could we fit? Where would you fit one into Back? Yeah. To how the could future? we? Th- this is the question. How could you could probably put one after the T in future, like future. Hmm. But I feel like you could do an equivalent thing, like, like the, the, the Z in Azure. You know, like future. Back to the Future. Well, what if they uh, actually named it Back to the Futures? Oh. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. I think this is a missed if opportunity. If they released a, anything called Back to the Futures, yeah. I would be immediately... Like, that should have been the name of Back to the Future 2, now that I think of it. Yeah. Uh, and they, they should have obviously futures. spelled it with a Z. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is clearly much more of a missed opportunity than it is just uh, not spelling trolls with a Z. Right, okay. So, so on, on these two premises, I would argue that Trolls beats Back to the Future. Okay. Uh, Will? Hmm. <laughs> the guy they got to be Michael J. Fox, but isn't Michael J. Fox? Yeah. He was pretty good in Back yeah, to the Future. Yeah, I remember him being a pretty, pretty solid yeah. sound alike. Yeah. So I'm going to give it to Back to the Future. Hmm. But do we know if there's no voice acting in Trolls? Uh, it's an Atari ST game, so I'm gonna say no. Well, well, have Maybe we heard like a it though? In there or something. I mean, the Sega Genesis had the voice acting like in Sonic, where it's like, have him, like, I, and that was years later. I can't imagine they had the technology to have an audible voice. What file was what for... was Sinistar on? Uh, that was an arcade game. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, because that one does have voice acting. You're right. Uh, gosh. I think, I I think my arguments here are pretty strong, I must say. They are strong arguments, but uh, I think Will's is as well, because both of these games are about a, a youth torn from their normal life into a world of adventure. And if I'm going to watch something like that play out, or, or play something like that, I want it to be with Michael J. Fox. But it's not Back Michael J. Fox. No, 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 but it's much closer to Michael J. Fox than... This uh, poorly drawn little boy in Trolls. So I think I've got to give it to Back to the Future. Alright. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, in which case, we move it back up to number 39. Uh, okay. Will, how does Back to the Future compare to International Superstar Soccer Deluxe? The Ooh. Konami-published uh, Super Nintendo soccer game. That, uh, by all accounts, is really solid. Uh, notably, it was very popular in South America, 
where they would uh, hack the cartridges to replace all of the international teams with local, like, Brazilian teams so that they could play as their favorite team. Hmm. Now, so far, I've been I've been pretty up on Back to the Future. Uh-huh. Like, I, I've been, like, in its corner. Sure. Point. But there is nothing in Back to the Future that is as charming as that anecdote for right. National Superstar Soccer Deluxe. So I'm going to have to give it to that. Okay. Jesse? Um, soccer is objectively the worst uh, and deserves to be at the bottom of this list no matter how well executed. And in fact, I would argue that the more well executed the soccer is, the lower it deserves to be on the list. Uh, because wow. soccer is objectively terrible. And if you're trying you're... to do something objectively terrible, the better you are at it, the worse you are if you fall in but, the drift. But Jesse, you're British. You're supposed to like soccer. No. <laughs> <laughs> No. Like it's supposed to be second only to cricket to you. Uh, You're breaking all of my stereotypes wait, about foreigners. Cricket? I've barely I... even seen a game of cricket in my life. <laughs> You're ruining all of my preconceived stereotypes about scary foreign people. Mm-hmm. Scary. That's me. How <laughs> are you going to tell me that you don't do any caber tossing? I will. Well. Hmm, I will say that on uh, on the cover of this game, the the golden football. Oh, sorry, oh, yeah. uh, soccer ball uh, yeah. with uh, the word deluxe uh, yeah. printed onto it is pretty strong. Definitely. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I, Wait, in uh, spite of the invocation of the strong soccer is for dorks uh, argument that is seen <laughs> play many times across this show, uh, I, I think I've got to side with Will. I think this is a well-executed game and while i don't well, uh, give a shit about well, soccer somebody does that the better executed it is the worse it is you know <laughs> well i don't know if that's objective though like listen i don't give a shit about soccer but clearly a lot of people do there must be something to it uh well no but object you know object uh, if i say objectively enough it, it automatically <laughs> comes true so i mean that is objectively the, the speaking. founding principle of this entire show so i can't argue with you yeah, objectively speaking <laughs> soccer is and you know well football as us uh, british people would call it is objectively right. objectively terrible look objectively. i agree with you that soccer is terrible and for dorks objectively However, even dorks deserve something, uh, so I, I've got to I've got to give it to them. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I don't give a shit about soccer, but I do give a shit about hometown spirit, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, I like that it allowed. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I hate yeah, that. Yeah. I hate it so much. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen hometown spirit like we do it in the UK, and boy, you right. don't want that hometown spirit. Mm. Uh, anyhow, uh, I forget which one of you asked. Oh, I asked, it's Jesse's turn. Is it? No. Uh, Wait, no, it's my turn. It's my turn. It's your turn, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, how do you think Back to the Future compares to another, uh, movie-based video game, Die Hard Trilogy, which is a collection of three, I don't want to call them mini-games, because they're bigger than that, but three Mm. small games, each one based on a different entry in the Die Hard franchise, which at the time was only three movies long. And each one plays completely differently. Uh, Die Hard is a light gun shooter. Die Hard 2, Die Harder is a third person shooter. And Die Hard 3 is like an action driving game. Is this for the PS1? Yes. Okay. Uh, This is the part where I have to admit that I haven't seen any of the Die Hard movies. That's alright, we've had people who haven't. Okay. 
There was a Die Hard trilogy too. <laughs> that is an <laughs> seriously. Uh, I'm looking at an image that says Die Hard, uh, Die Hard <laughs> trilogy two. No, you're you're totally right. There's a game called Die Hard Trilogy Two: <laughs> Viva Las Vegas. Oh my! God. Oh, I'm excited for when we get to rank that one. Yeah. Well, How we is, should put that on that's the list. Not anything. I'm demanding it. That's yeah. We... All right, I'll add it to the listener suggestions. <laughs> what is that two. though? Does it cover the next three Die Hard movies? No, it came out two thousand. That was before no. any of the the newer Die Hard movies. Then how? So it's just making shit up. Whatever. <laughs> oh, none of them took place in Las Vegas, as far as I know. Oh my well, goodness! Hmm. Why would you call it Die Hard Trilogy Two? <laughs> Why not just Die Hard Colon this Viva is, Las Vegas? This is magical. I, I think just for like setting the precedent for Die Hard Trilogy Two, we have to like <laughs> knock up Die Hard a few points. Oh yeah, that's you're not necessarily wrong. Hmm. And uh, I remember playing, like, the vague, vague memories of playing Alien Trilogy. That was a game, mm-hmm. right? I remember that uh, being... Probably. Okay. Okay. Hmm. And this also has Trilogy in the name. But I think this definitely trances that because it's got a Trilogy too. Well, also, this is an adventure game based on a Trilogy. They They could have called this Back to the Future Trilogy, but they didn't. That's true. That is true. Uh... There are five episodes, correct? Right. So it's a quintology. Uh, and five is uh, a larger number than three. But then... Very true. Uh, considering that there's a trilogy too, does that mean that we times the three by two? or? <laughs> well, we're not ranking trilogy two, though. We're only ranking trilogy. But we have to look at these games in their context. <laughs> okay, sure. I'm just... You know, I, I am totally willing to give Die Hard Trilogy points for setting up Die Hard Trilogy 2. I just don't want it to completely coast on the merits of its sequel. Well, well... Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, on the other hand, am totally, I'm totally willing to do that. So, I'm going to okay. do that. <laughs> Alright, that's one vote for Die Hard Trilogy, Will. Uh, if you recall, when Die Hard Trilogy was originally ranked... It has a uh, option on the quit game menu that allows you to say that you don't know if you want to quit or not. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, when you like it, start quit. It'll say, "Are you sure you want to quit?" You can say yes, no, or I'm not sure. Yes. And if you pick I'm not sure, it gives you three other dialogue options. And if you're like, "I need help," it'll just say, <laughs> "Don't be stupid." Yeah, it just makes fun <laughs> of you. <laughs> I, I feel like that deep, like. That adds more to the source material than anything Back to the Future does. You know what yeah. other game did that? It's Die Hard. You know what other game did that? Mario What's Party that? 2. Did it? Yeah, on the Bowser map. Really? Yeah, it was oh, like, man. Uh, you had to basically admit you were a huge baby if you wanted to quit that map. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, that's okay. one of the most... Yeah, I loved the Bowser map on that. Yeah. <clears throat> all right well uh so is that also a vote for die hard trilogy yeah i think so all right okay yeah i think i can go with you two on this one uh in which case uh back to the future is moving down some more to number 44 uh well actually for at this point we've got enough left so let's go 45 will how does this compare to busy scissors the wii and nintendo ds haircutting game 
where like you are starting out a hair salon and you cut people's hair and that makes them feel good and they go on to succeed in life and you get little vignettes about how they're doing a good job. You say vignettes? Because of their hang great on, haircut. Hang on, pause. Vignette, whatever. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Don't need no no vignettes? fancy pants British man criticizing my heartland American grammar. I don't know if that's American grammar. <laughs> Look, across the pond, G's might be silent. But I'm across America. a few ponds. I'm in Australia right now. I unconsciously slipped across into a southern ponds. accent when I went on that tirade. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anyhow, um, yeah, you get little scenes of these people like succeeding in life because of their uh, good haircuts, and then like you use the money to buy more haircutting tools to do better haircuts next time. I, I think Busy Scissors takes it, and it's not even close. Really? Okay. Yep. All right. Uh, Jesse? Oh, well, I I, I kind of want to hear his argument about that. Okay. Any argument, I mean, I Will? Feel, I feel it's pretty self-explanatory. Just... <laughs> You're just letting it stand? Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, that, that kind of me... confidence, uh, is it, it's kind of winning me over. I will say I'm disappointed okay. we're not comparing this to Suzumiya Haruhi no Tomo Dai. <laughs> Because that sounds like a fun conversation. Uh, I'm going to say that uh, Busy says it's like, I, I, I mean, it's true that a good haircut will just help you succeed in life. So uh, I like the right. message that that's promoting. Yeah. Yeah. Busy yeah. says Yeah. You know who needs a haircut? Marty McFly. Yep. Yeah. He, especially in this game. Oh, my goodness. It's yeah. very angular. Yep. Like, mm. the back of his head looks like it's kind of being taken off with a buzzsaw. Yeah. Alright, so that brings us to the last game to compare uh, Back to the Future to. Jesse, uh, how does it fare against Blue Baron, a Commodore 64 game where you play as like an airplane in World War One, and it's like a side-scrolling thing where you have a limited amount of fuel to explore this... I, calling it an open world sounds weird because it's a 2D plane, but you gotta like, Wait, just fly around You're flying fly airplanes on a 2D plane. <clears throat> yes, exactly. Hmm. You've got it. Plane squared. Yes. And then, like, you shoot down hot air balloons, because there's hot air balloons. Hmm. Uh, and then you, like, do your mission, and then you gotta make it back. Okay. Baron is a cool title. Like, it is, Baron, yeah. as a general, like, um, <coughs> distinction of nobility, I think is pretty strong. Right. Uh, yeah. Blue is a good color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a noble color. It goes right right along with that Baron. Yeah, but it seems like... I mean, Baron I'm used to associating with red for some reason. Because there's, like, the bloody well, Baron, there's, you know, Harry Potter. Well, and there's, you know, the Red Baron. Yes. The the historical figure that the Blue Baron is clearly aping. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're with your fancy history. Let's see, uh... <laughs> but there's a Baron in The Witcher 3, is there not? Uh, yeah, it's well the Bloody Baron. Baron. Yeah. The Bloody Baron. I think the Red Wait. Baron might be known a little better. But isn't there also a Bloody Baron in Harry Potter? I don't know. I'm pretty sure there is. It's one of the ghosts. Uh, I want to say that's right. One of the house ghosts, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's a, some strong Baron representation. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, how old is this game? How old did you say it was? Oh, I mean, it was a Commodore 64 game, like, mid-80s. Okay, Commodore. So, mm. 30-ish years. I should probably look at the screenshot and let's see. Blue Baron. Let's see if this turns up anything. 
Well, yeah. this yeah. this won't turn up anything untoward. Well, okay. Uh, no. There's <laughs> one way to find out. Uh, yeah. It's uh, turning up this image of this old lady called Lisa Blue Baron, uh, who is Here's a wealthy the, uh... donor that uh, is gathering at Dallas Law something. Uh, okay. Hmm. I linked you to the title screen. Well, I don't know. Maybe we should be talking more about Lisa Blueberry. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about her. <laughs> She's wearing a leopard print dress. Mm, I'm looking at look. Lisa Blueberry now. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, uh, let's see here. Lisa Blueberry, the irrepressible widow from D Magazine. Holy crap! That's a that's a shit hot a title. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if, if I can. Yeah, uh, the late Fred Barron's wife on John Edwards' asbestos litigation and learning to dance. <laughs> oh, I live in Dallas. She and she's a Dallas person. Okay, Dallas's most well-known female attorney didn't start out practicing law. Lisa Blueberry began her professional life as a teacher and counseling psychologist. The latter led to work as a jury consultant and forensic psychologist, which in turn prompted her to go to law school. She graduated from South Texas College of Law in Houston in 1980. That same year, she married Fred Barron, a founder of the Barron and Bud Law Firm, who was making his mark representing plaintiffs in asbestos litigation. Blue Cutter Courtroom Teeth is an assistant district attorney in Dallas, prosecuting 125 criminal trials before joining her husband's firm in 1985. Holy crap, this lady sounds amazing. Yeah. Together, the husband and wife team made a fortune trying toxic tort and asbestos suits on con- on a contingency basis. Well, wow. uh, I think it's settled pretty much. Yeah, I guess so. I guess Blue Baron takes it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we can probably assume that this game was based in some part on Lisa Blue Baron, correct? Clearly. Yeah, okay. Well, I think we're both voting for it, but if you've got anything you want to say about Back to the Future, now's the time. Yeah. No. Okay. Lisa Blue- In that case, Back to the Future is ranked right above Trolls, right beneath Blue Baron. Okay. Right beneath, right beneath Lisa Blue Baron. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Oh. That was that was an interesting. That was some good placing, I think. Yeah. All right. Proud of that so place. our next game, I'm not sure if it's Might and Magic X Legacy or Might and Magic Ten Legacy. I think it's just X. Is it X? Well, were there, can we look up whether there were nine other Might and Magic uh, We sure can. Um, has anyone played a Might and Magic game? No. I have not played it. No. But, uh, uh, no, okay, this is the tenth one, yeah. Okay. This is Might and Magic, Might and Magic 10 Legacy. Okay. Okay. Uh, Are we sure it's not Might and Magic Cross? <laughs> Cross Legacy? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure now. I mean, it is the tenth game, so it seems. Yeah, like it'd but be that likely. hasn't stopped people in the past. It was released on OS Cross. Huh. Well then, wait. Yeah. This this is newer than I thought it would be. But it looks. Yeah, this yeah, came out. Oh wow, game. this came out last year. Holy okay. crap! Okay. Yeah, dang. This is one of the this most recent games title. we reviewed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, players create a party of four characters, each of whom can belong to one of four races. Humans, orcs, elves, and dwarves. Boring! Yeah. With each... Yeah. At least this race having, Yeah. Each race has a choice of three classes to use. A might class, a magic class, and a hybrid. Okay. A class of term. Okay. Yeah. I, I do like the fact that the classes are... Hey, do you want might, magic, or both? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Do... So... 
like other games, each class has a promotion quest, but only one. So I'm not sure how much of a story this is, but it, it sounds basically like an RPG. I'm a little confused by the the title placement, like uh, the way it's formatted. It looks like it could be Might and X Magic Legacy, or maybe yeah. Might X and Magic Legacy. Yeah, it's it's a little iffy. I I might call into question the graphic design. Mm. On Might this, Magic uh, X box and board. Legacy. Yeah, the uh, the Steam page has it as Might and Magic X hyphen Legacy. Oh hyphen hyphen Legacy. I don't even see a hyphen. Are they implying a hyphen? Is the hyphen implied? Well, I don't know. On this Wikipedia article, it's colon Legacy. Oh Aww. goodness! They, I, no wonder just, uh, this game slipped under the radar. They've been really no-no-point <laughs> with their messaging. Let's see. Uh, received generally mixed reviews, getting seventy-one out of a hundred on Metacritic. Uh, Richard Cobbett of PC Gamer found the tenth installment to be, despite its shortcomings, a successful tribute to the retro style of gaming. Stating that what gives Legacy its old school charm, though, is that as much as it's weighed down by an obviously low budget and the mechanical sacrifices of jumping back a decade, there's a love for its style underpinning the action. Okay, so the deal with this one is they are deliberately calling back to like the older games in the series. Okay. Well, and maybe, I know it plays on it, my nostalgia, being a big Might and Magic fan. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I've also got Brett Todd of GameSpot criticized the story as not as developed, calling the opening in particular as exciting as listening to someone recite a tax return. Oh wow, nice! <laughs> wow, that as is a tax a... accountant. That sounds actually pretty. That sounds pretty exciting to me. That is a slam. Mm. All right, so yeah, I think we have enough to to start ranking this game. Probably. Let's look at number sixty three, uh, which I believe is now. Uh, Pulsar, nineteen ninety-seven. What the heck this is, is Pulsar? A, this is a scrolling shooter. Don't bother googling it because you'll be unable to find it. Uh. You uh, you will either find some other game called Pulsar, or you'll find the nineteen ninety-seven Nissan Pulsar. Okay. Finding this specific game is nearly impossible. It's a horizontal scrolling shooter for the Turbo Graphics, uh, with really poopy graphics it's not like it's it's that level of graphical oh. fidelity where they had like high resolution but that meant that like bad drawings looked like bad drawings and not just you know sprites i was gonna i was gonna contradict you that but uh, this uh, screenshot that i was just linked is not of that game it was of blue baron and man it looks pretty good and pretty happy with what yeah, no, yeah. Blue, yeah blue baron solid yeah. uh this game is ugly it's real ugly uh, and mechanically, it's it's the same, you know, shoot 'em up that you've played a million times. It's it's a ripoff of like R Type or Gradius or any of those other games. I'm not very. Um, I've played those games, but never like right. in any real way past like, oh, I died. I don't find this game interesting. I'm done. Yeah. Um, I do wish we were ranking the 2000 the 1997 Nissan Pulsar instead cuz that seems like a that seems like an alright car. There have bring that into play probably if it was <laughs> yeah. a, if we can prove that there's a link that it was inspired by by this There game. have certainly been guests that have uh based their judgment of Pulsar on the 1997 Nissan Pulsar. Okay, well, there we go. <laughs> um if there's precedent. Yeah. Well, let's have a look at so. the Nissan Pulsar. <laughs> all right let's take a look yeah. youtube nissan pulsar now are we uh doing going 1998 or 2014 or somewhere in the middle well i mean it's the 1997 nissan pulsar i think we have to go with 1997 right well yeah, and, the, and the pulsar line was apparently discontinued in 2000 
What? Ah. Oh, that's weird. Why are there results oh. for 2014? Here's a guy from New Zealand who uh, put up an ad on YouTube for his 1997 Nissan Pulsar. Oh. Uh, it, the car sold, so good for that guy. Okay. Welcome to the Cash for Cars New Zealand YouTube channel. Thank you for viewing. We are your premier choice for quality cheap cars and $1 no reserve auctions. We sell everything and everything sells. So subscribe to our channel to ensure you are amongst the first to get our latest offerings and bid online for the best deals on the net. We also pay cash for cars. Anything considered. All vehicles in all conditions. So contact us today to get cash for your car on 0800 cash for you Or send us an email to cashforcarsnz at gmail.com. Okay. Well, if you nothing think else... you pay me for reading all that ad copy? I think, uh, if nothing else, this proves um, conclusively that there is still a market for Pulsar. Apparently. Oh, this, I don't know, though. This video was in 2012. Oh. Hmm. Mm. It, it seems that uh, even though the Pulsar, the car itself, was discontinued in 2000, the Pulsar name has lived on mm-hmm. yeah. in various places. Well, are you sure okay. about that cancellation? Because I am. I, I did look at like an image of a, a Pulsar that says 20, new Nissan Pulsar 2014. It says uh, in 2014, a European-only replacement for the TDA, which is the uh, replacement for the Pulsar, was introduced using the Pulsar nameplate. Ah. Well, okay, but uh, what is this? Uh, I'm hearing like European here as if that is uh, somehow a slight. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you want to explain yourself? Uh, or maybe well, just that you're American privilege? Uh, just uh, that you are nothing but the dream of our sleeping consciousness. That's all. <laughs> Look, man, I, ha- I have no explanation for how Nissan handles its international marketing. Uh-huh. I'm just going by what Wikipedia told me. Okay. Well. Hmm. All right. I think we need to do some voting here. Jesse? Uh, well, as uh, someone that's mm, kind of part of the European Union, kind of. We don't mm-hmm. use euros. Uh, yeah, you're, you're kind of explicitly not part of the European Union. Well, no, we are. We are part of the EU. We just don't use the euro. Oh, is that so? Yeah, okay. we're part of Europe, but we never say that. And when people call us European, we raise an eyebrow, because we're British. Uh, <laughs> and yet when Europeans are slighted, you get angry. Uh, no, we slight... <laughs> well, we slight them, too, but we consider well, it more of our Will privilege. Shit over we, it? <laughs> we consider our privilege being part of the European Union that we can ourselves slight oh, I see. the European Union. I see. Uh, it's like only I can make fun of my little brother sort of thing. Right, yes, exactly. Right. That seems like a very condescending position to take with regard to the rest of Europe. That you think it's your little brother? Well, uh, Germany might have something to say about that. Yeah, I think I think France is like I mean, as as a nation, is probably older than Britain. I mean, you guys were just part of the Roman Empire. Well, I don't know because it was called like Gaul up until I don't know. Right, I don't know geography. That's true too. Yeah. Yeah, well, now we're talking about <laughs> European geography as part of our arguments. Uh, well, I think uh, this Pulsar game seems to be... Um, it's bringing the weightier discussions uh, to this... Um, to this. Sure. Yeah. I, I think there's something to be said for that. Like, it takes uh, a lot for a game to to bring it on the, the weightier matters, so I'm going to vote for Like this. having a confusing name that's hard to do an internet search for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's it's a game that makes you think. <laughs> okay, if you say so. Yeah. Like giving you more interesting things to think about than All right. itself. Yes. So that's one vote for Pulsar, Will. 
I vote for the 1997 Nissan Pulsar. Okay. <laughs> okay. I thought Might and Magic looked all right, but I guess it's going down. Uh, it's not that interesting, though. Like, what I kind of... not. Apparently did that not. lead us to a discussion of European politics and geography? I completely forgot what game we were ranking. I suppose so. not. Hmm. Will, uh, how does Might and Magic 10 compare to Silent Hill Book of Memories, the PlayStation Vita dungeon crawler based on Silent Hill? Hmm. I, uh, I wish I knew more about this game because it's Diablo, but it calls itself Silent Hill. Hmm. I don't know. That's that sounds okay to me. Yeah, everything I've read about it has said like it is a perfectly fine game, except it is the polar opposite of what you want out of a game named Silent Hill. Hmm. It completely lacks any kind of like meaningful like psychological horror. Well, I, I feel like Might and Ma- like even if Might and Magic X is a like it's a departure from where the series has been going by kind of going back to basics. Right. It does continue like it's still a Might and Magic game, right? Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I assume. I would not... say that the Silent Hill franchise could take some lessons from Might and Magic Ten <laughs> and go back to basics. <laughs> yes. Not Silent that it Hill ever X will again because Legacy. it's owned by Konami, but. It'll it'll come back in the form of a pachinko machine. Yep. Hit the um, lever. Hit the lever. I'm going to go with uh, Might and Magic. Okay. Uh, Jesse? Um, we've already established that there is Might and Magic in Might and Magic. Mm. Uh, w- mm-hmm. Where's the Book of Memories in Silent Hill? Book of Memories. Uh, there is a Book of Memories. It So the premise of the game is that your character who you create um, is like just mailed a mysterious book from who knows where, and inside the book has a, a full recounting of all of their memories, and they can erase anything they want from the book and rewrite their own personal history, and the following day it'll come true, assuming they survive the night when they're attacked by all sorts of horrible nightmarish monsters. Mm-hmm. This sounds like an interesting premise. It definitely is, I just don't know if the game does much with it. Yeah. It sounds like... Uh... It failed to deliver on a premise, uh, whereas Might and Magic delivered both Might and Magic. So, uh, right. as far as like uh, delivering on expectations go, I'm going to have to give it to yeah. Might and Magic. Yeah, I- I'm also going to give it to Might and Magic, in which case, Might and Magic moves on up to number 78. Oh boy. Jesse, how do you think it compares to <laughs> Koi Koi Shimasho 2 Super Real Hanafuda? Oh, this man. This is a it's super video Hanafuda game. Yep. Koi Koi! It's a video Hanafuda game out of Japan. It is essentially the Japanese equivalent to video poker. Koi Koi! Koi Koi! Koi Koi! Oh, okay. Well, it reminded me of Summer Wars, and that's a pretty good movie. So, yeah. hmm. Oh, I, I'm already pretty leaning pretty strongly for, for Koi Koi. <laughs> okay. Shimasho 2 is super real. And it's super real, like it says right there. It's like, super I, real. I can't argue that. Uh, Hanafuda is a real card game, guys. Uh, I'm curious as to to why why uh, hmm. why is Super Real Hanafuda a subtitle here? Um, I'm not sure. I guess they just needed something to differentiate it from Koi Koi Shimasho One. But was that not also Hanafuda? I, you know, I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe there's something about Koi Koi Shimasho that doesn't necessarily imply that it's Hanafuda. Well, I don't know. Koi Koi is, like, a thing. Yeah. 
Oh boy, I shouldn't have just typed in Koi Koi. That, nope. Nope. Oh, okay. Don't do that. Uh, well, uh, if I type in Koi Koi Shimasho, I get a ton of hits for both uh, the first game and its sequel. Um, so it seems like it must be somewhat well known amongst the people that know about it. <laughs> hmm, yeah, okay. <laughs> So I'm guessing that they're both uh, Hanafuda, but that what distinguishes yeah. the second one is that it is super real. Uh, right. We're, uh, well, we're comparing this uh, against Might and Magic, and Might and Magic isn't... I don't think they've gone to any lengths to establish that it's real, or super real. I think, I think they're deliberately eschewing the real and going for the fantastical. Hmm. But are they leaning hard enough in that direction? They didn't say like it's uh, super fake Martin Magic, if you get what I mean. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. The X uh, does add more of an element of the fantastical, though. That's true. I feel like legacy, like, it it, it implies sort of... A reality. Yeah, a concrete, like, yo, this is is might and magic. Yeah, it's kind of like they're trying to have their cake and eat it, too. Whereas uh, super real Uh Hanafuda seems to know what it is. And what it is, is Koi Koi. Uh, so, so I'm going to vote for Koi Koi Shimasha too. Super Real Hanafuda. Alright, Will? What could be said about Koi Koi Shimasha 2 Super Real Hanafuda that hasn't already been said about it? Uh, nothing until one of us actually plays it, which I doubt will ever happen. <laughs> well, it's Hanafuda. I mean, Hanafuda... I don't even remember yeah. the rules at all, actually. I don't think no, I learned I, the I've rules never... by watching Summer Wars. Ugh. Oh God! They just Ugh. shout "koi koi" a lot. Like, what else do you need to know? Koi koi! <laughs> they just shout "koi koi" constantly. Yeah, that's awesome. Hmm. Uh, but I feel like you, you could do equivalent things in Might and Magic. You could be all you, you could be all like Dwarf Hammer or something like that. And if, uh-huh. if the ooh. Oh man, okay. Hang on, I, I, I might uh, have something to buy you guys over. Let me just uh, copy this okay. image right. uh, address. Uh, paste okay. this here. I'm skip. Uh, Let's take a look at... Oh, we've got the, the Super Mario Hanafuda cards. That, if I remember right, were a special release f- through Club Nintendo. Yeah, that's what they did before they got into video games. They made pachinko machines and uh, uh, Hanafuda cards. And someday that's well that's where they'll return to if Konami's <laughs> any indication. Yeah. Nope. nope. <laughs> Miyamoto convinced them to use some of their pachinko budget to make an arcade cabinet instead. If I if I remember the story right. It starts at Hanafuda, it ends at Hanafuda. Yeah. Okay. All right then. Will, how are you voting? I'm voting. I'm going to vote Might and Magic. Yeah, I, I'm also going to vote in Might and Magic. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, so it moves up to number 70. Will, how does uh, Might and Magic compare to Space Farmers? Also, apparently, Jesse has lost his microphone connection once again. Oh, no. Uh, so hopefully he gets... Oh, no, he's back. Okay. He's not recording. Nope, that's fine. No problem. Wait, so you need, do you need to restart Audacity or? Uh, no, not Audacity. Audition. Okay, that should be fine. There we um, go. <laughs> wait. Put in that clap. 
that's well, I mean, started. the clap is useless unless we all clap. Well, no, I mean, I put the clap in to say, okay, this is where it starts off again. As okay, in, that's fine. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good enough. Yeah. Uh, Will, how does uh, I can't remember, oh, Might and Magic 10 compare to Space Farmers? This is a Steam-based... I don't know if Steam... It's, you can buy it on it's Steam. It's on Steam. Yeah. It's on Steam. Uh, it's not a Steam-powered game. It's not... You can, you can play it on a modern electronic computer. Um, where uh, you cannot play this game single-player. You can only play it uh, two-player co-op, but it comes with a free copy to share with a friend. And uh, you are basically just two sort of hillbillies in space going on adventures. Uh, level design-wise, it's sort of like um, Legend of Zelda style. Like, you're top-down, you're solving puzzles... You're rescuing your cows from aliens, and then the cows fart, and you light the fart on fire to kill an alien. That sort of thing. Yeah, I I seem to recall this game not having a lot of actual farming in it. No, and no, that no. That being pretty disappointing. Yeah, it's as far as I know, there's essentially no farm, farming. But is there space? There is space, yes. Hmm. Hmm. But there, there are a lot of places you can get space, though. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty common commodity. Sure. There is a lot of space, that is true. Hmm. I, I think I'm going to have to go with Might and Magic here. Okay, okay. Jesse? Well, yeah, there is Might and Magic, whereas there apparently is only space. So, yeah. you know. Okay. By process of uh, Yeah, no, I, I think that's fair. Uh, I guess Might and Magic takes it then. In which case, we're up to number 67. Uh, Jesse, how does Might and Magic 10 compare to Brain Games? This is an Atari game. Uh, it is essentially a mini-game collection made for extremely young children. It teaches things like basic pattern recognition and colors and very simple arithmetic. The main reason that it's rated as highly as it is is because the box art features a sick wizard shooting spells made out of numbers and his body is like disintegrating into jigsaw puzzle okay, pieces. Okay, I gotta see this. Yeah, let's see if we can find it. I typed in Brain Games and that's not doing me any if good. If you look up uh, Brain Games Atari, it comes up. Atari. Atari. Let's see. <clears throat> okay. Oh, man. That yeah, is... that box okay. art is incredible. Alright, I was already leaning towards Brain Games, uh... Because can you, can you learn any might or magic from playing might and magic? Uh, probably not. No, at, okay. at best you're 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 emulating it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas you can probably learn a few things from brain games. You can learn at how least to if be you're a, a very sensor. young child. Right. So there's the potential there. Yeah. Hmm. And this wizard is, I think, sealed the deal. It's a pretty. It's probably better than any wizard in might and magic. Yeah. That yes, absolutely. Yeah. This guy's full of magic, uh, but he can also teach you some things that you can actually learn. Mm-hmm. The magic, that, of and that, is that not the true magic? That is true. Yeah. Okay. Will. Yeah, I'm going to go with brain games. Okay. Uh, then once again, the uh, seductor on this cover has claimed another life, and brain games go, uh, goes up above. I'm quite surprised magic. he's not higher. I'm very actually. <laughs> Uh, Will, how does this game compare to Cap'n Crunch's Crunchling Adventure, a game that came free in boxes of Cap'n Crunch back in the early 2000s, maybe late 90s? I don't remember exactly when. Uh, Where you, as Cap'n Crunch, have gone down into the 
bowels of the earth where you mine the minerals you make Captain Crunch out of, and you have to help uh, the local creatures, the Crunchlings, fight back against monsters. So who's doing who's doing the mining for Captain Crunch's cereal I mean, operation? That, I guess the Crunchlings are. So he's like exploiting these indigenous peoples in order. But they to seem okay cereal. with it. Maybe he's paying fair wages. I don't know. I don't either. Freeze, but <laughs> freeze a pretty good price. Yeah, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. How how wait how old is this? Uh, this was like late nineties, early two thousands, somewhere around there. Goodness, it kind of looks like a. Well, from what images I'm seeing, it almost looks like a flash game. Kind of. Yeah, you're not wrong. Look, they gave it away for free in it's boxes true. of cereal. Okay. Do they even have Cap'n Crunch uh, in Britain? No. No. Okay. With just to, you know American cultural imperialism, we know what Cap'n Crunch is. Okay. All right. Hmm. I'm. I'm uh, I think I'm going to say Might and Magic. Free is a good price, but uh, you know. Yeah. Is Captain Crunch? Uh, isn't he proven to be not a captain? I, I've heard this uh, about Captain Crunch. I that would be the first I've heard of it. I think yeah. we debated whether or not he's a deserter in an earlier episode. Well, I think there's something about the stripes on his uh, uniform that it uh, indicates that he is not a captain. I mean, to be fair, he he's never claimed that he's a captain. He's claimed that what? he's a captain. Okay, are you saying yeah, that branding. captains uh, are actually, well, whatever he is. Uh, yeah. Hmm. I need to look that Coming. up. Is Captain Crunch Captain? I am Googling this because this is important. A captain. The answer is... The cartoon serial spokesman has been defending himself ever since a discerning serial lover claimed that he is not a captain at all, but a commander. Navy captains wear four stripes on their uniforms, not the three that Captain uh, Crunch sports, which is the equivalent to a rank of commander. Can we shorten commander to captain, do you think? Uh, I think so. I, I also thought, isn't there a thing <laughs> Good where... that you take that as a given. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, isn't there a thing where you can... I, I thought, like, the person in charge of the ship is called captain regardless of their rank. Are we sure he's in charge of a ship? Are we sure that he, he has a ship at all? Yeah, has... he's... There, there's some commercials where, like, the kids are bored in school, and then he crashes their ship through their lunchroom, and they all turn into cartoon characters. Okay, but maybe, uh, have you considered that, like, he's just, a, like, a guy with a boat and captain is his name? <sighs> You're like saying his, his name his is pers- Captain his Crunch. Certificate says Captain. <laughs> Excuse me, Mister Crunch. Uh, Miss, hey, um, please call me Captain. Please call. Me. <laughs> <laughs> All <Okay>. right. <laughs> Look, how are we voting on this? Um, Will voted for Might and Magic. How are you voting, Jesse? I think I'll vote for Captain Crunch. He seems uh, okay. like. Just an okay guy that I think a lot of people have uh, bestowed a lot of, uh, I don't know, kind of pressure, you know, yeah. uh, expected him to be this uh, commander or captain or whatever. And he's just this guy named Captain, and he, he uh-huh. needs a bit of moral support, so I'll go, I'll go for the captain. Okay, I, I think both of these games are about training up things and, like, fighting, but Might and Magic is, like, a fully fleshed out game, whereas this is 
not. Oh, so what I gotta kind give of argument is that? <laughs> <laughs> this is I, a serious. I never of... saw my magic in no cereal box. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, wait. Hang on. Are we saying that's not, that's like a point in its? What are we saying? That doesn't mean I, anything. <laughs> no, I think it says something very clearly that Might and Magic ain't no cheap piece of shit they're giving away for free. Hey, but also, are you like... turning this into the war against cereal? Uh, is this what is <laughs> happening on this on this podcast? But I'm also I'm saying, just saying like... Cap'n Crunch's Crunchling Adventure isn't even the coolest thing that's been given away in a box of Cap'n Crunch. That's that whistle <laughs> you could blow to get free long distance. Well, as an, <laughs> as an objective... Uh, uh, as an objective observer, I have never actually had Captain Crunch myself, and I am uh-huh. only speaking uh, for the medium of okay. cereal. Um, imagine if you took like a uh, you guys have like just, like corn puffs, right? Um, maybe like yeah. just like puffed dried corn. Yeah, cereal. sure. I like guess, the most probably. plain cereal possible. Yeah. Okay. Uh, take a standard shaving like razor blade and smash it up. Oh, cool. And sprinkle right. the shards onto the corn puff, and then coat it in sugar, and that's like that's a cap and crunch for you. And they've managed to to pull this off for how many years? Oh, decades. It sounds like a good grift. Like this, yeah. impressive. Yeah, the, the true game is passing that off for cereal. Yeah. Well, if your description is anything to go the true by. game is capitalism. Right. Uh, anyhow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have one last game to compare this to. Jesse, how does uh, Might and Magic compare to Sorcerer's Castle Adventure? This is a text adventure where you have to explore a forest to find a, a castle and explore it. And then there's a guy named Chester the Jester who shows up to give you cryptic hints. Okay. Um, Sorcerer's Castle Adventure. There's a lot of adventures going on. Yeah, yeah. Video games are all about adventure. So did you have to compare Sorcerer's Castle Adventure with Captain Crunch's Crunchling Adventure at one point? Uh, we we did, yeah. What were you... Do you remember anything about well, why Sorcerer's um, Castle won over? So the main thing I recall is one of the uh, guests suggested that, based on the name, there are different ways to parse the words Sorcerer's Castle Adventure, and you might be able to take it as the adventure of the Sorcerer's Castle. Okay. So, oh. and that and that was exciting to him that you would play as the castle. That is exciting. That's the only person's rationale that I remember. That was a big episode, and a lot of crazy things happened on it. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. But it's kind of. Uh, I don't know. How bizarre is this adventure? Uh. It seemed pretty not bizarre from what little I could find of it. Ah. Uh, that's a that's a disappointment. Yeah. It, yeah, it kind of the name evokes. Uh, some bizarre thoughts and you know is there any posing any posing (laughs) yeah is there posing in this game Uh, do you even pose in this game I mean it's a text adventure so you could imagine that you're posing constantly well uh, it's tough because I I need this seems like something that would require a test like I would have to type into this text parser strike a pose and see what it does right that's true (laughs) Mm. I'm going to guess that it doesn't recognize the verb strike. <sighs> okay. We're, we're going to have to Or if it does, that... only in the literal sense of, like, striking an object, you know. Ah. In, which, in which case, there wouldn't be a pose around to strike. Yeah, that's true. I think we're going to have to uh, assume that this is um, guilty of not posing before proven innocent. Okay. Uh, so, I'm going to vote this... Uh, I'm going to vote Might and Magic above Sorcerer's Castle Adventure. 
All right, Will. As much as I like the idea of a game being about a sentient castle, uh huh, that doesn't sound like that's what this game is. No. So I'm I'm gonna say Might and Magic takes it, but okay. you would have to name the main character of your Might and Magic playthrough Chester the Jester. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think Might and Magic has to take it. From what I could see, this just didn't seem like a very standout text adventure. And mm. text adventures are the sort of thing where they're so easy to make, and so many of them have been made, that you gotta bring it if you want it to be worth a damn. Quite Man, frankly, think... quite frankly, I think it is unforgivable that they did not include Strike a Pose as an option in this game. And yeah. until proven otherwise, this is my stance. Okay, okay. Uh, in which case, Might and Magic 10 Legacy is ranked. Or eggs, uh, Or cross. Yeah. yeah or, yeah. Uh, directly above Sorcerer's Castle Adventure, directly below Brain Games. Uh, how are we only on the third game? We've been oh, over an shit. hour. You yeah. people talk too long. <laughs> yeah, this one's going to be easy because I have no idea. This is the price uh, we pay. Our next game is Swords and Soldiers 2 for the Wii U. For the Wii U? Yeah, this I think it's a downloadable game for the Wii U. Wasn't this a so phone it is game? Among, what's that? Wasn't it originally a phone game, Swords and Soldiers? Uh, maybe the original one was. This one only shows Wii U as being a platform that it was released on. Whoa. Okay, I'm looking yeah, at some... one's been like a million yeah. Humble Bundles and stuff. Okay, yeah, Swords and Soldiers came out on literally everything. Um, but Swords and Soldiers 2 is Wii U exclusive. Uh, it's a 2D side-scrolling real-time strategy game played from a side view. The gameplay is similar to the first title, but instead of three campaigns for each race, there's now a single campaign where the strengths and weaknesses of each race are introduced gradually. The Vikings are still president, but the Chinese... Did I say the Vikings are still president? Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, the Vikings are still president. Is, is that not true? No, it was supposed to be still present. Oh. But, you know, you yeah. You set up my expectations and brought them crashing down. Yeah, uh, but the Chinese and Aztecs have been replaced by demons and Persians. That sounds. That is not a good like what? sentence. Uh, what? <laughs> Wait, what? That is not like a great sentence to say. Oh, campaign missions have a main objective and secondary ones. Missions are always one on one with a faction on each side of the level. Players can interfere by having super units execute different types of spells that require mana. Okay, it's a 2D RTS. Side-scrolling. I guess that's sort of neat. You can play multiplayer with one person playing on a gamepad. Okay. Yeah. Is is there a free-to-play elements in this? It looks like that kind of game. Uh, It only looks like that kind of game. The the description here does not list that, but it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, it um, looks like there's golf in this game. There's golf? Yeah, I'm looking at a screenshot that says, Here we are, the Valkyrie Fields Golf Course. Let's get wow. your axe traded in for a club. Okay, okay. Hmm. Uh, I'm looking back at uh, the original Swords and Soldiers to try and get a better idea of how it plays. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it is it is a 2D RTS. It's not like... Okay, so it's not like a flat third plane it's got you can move like in and out of the screen kind of like a a brawler usually does like golden axe or something okay so that's that's how that works i guess um yeah that's that's about the size of it uh let's see here we have ranked 127 games so 127 
Number 64. Uh, okay. Um, Super Adventure Rockman. Yep. Jesse, how does it compare to Super Adventure Rockman? It looks a lot better than Super Adventure Rockman. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that thing you brought up before about the demons, though. Yeah. I mean, I don't... It wasn't an intentional thing. It's just when you phrase it as, oh yeah, the Chinese have been replaced with demons. Yeah. That's not a good phrasing. And the Aztecs are now Persians. Yeah. It might be unintentional implication, but... Right. Uh, yeah. Well, do we know, do we know whether or not uh, Rockman is, like, intentionally or otherwise a bit racist? I'm trying to think. I don't... There's not really any mention of race, and there's so few human characters in Mega Man that I don't know you can really come to any judgment. Didn't they have that one, like, oil man guy that they had to recolor for, uh, uh, for like, the U.S. release or something like that? It wouldn't surprise me, because Japan has a different relationship with the concept of blackface that, that America does. Uh-huh. Uh, but well, I don't well, did you know, know offhand. Here's a fun little fact. Xenoblade Chronicles Metal Face uh, was originally named in J- Japanese Blackface. Oh boy, that's not a uh, good name. That's why his name doesn't really make sense in English, because every one of them has a metal face. Metal yes. Face is a good name, though. It is a pretty good name. Yeah. Anyway, so... Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, hmm. Well, it's definitely visually got the edge, and uh, I, I can't say I can quite... Uh, point out the gameplay in either one of these so I, right. I don't know if I can favor each either over the other mm. uh, huh okay I'm uh, but racism ah <laughs> uh, well okay it might look it might reflect poorly on me if I don't give that some sort of weight yeah okay so uh, in pure uh, self-interest, I will, <laughs> I will rank this below uh, Super Adventure Rockman. Okay. Will? We're pulling PR moves, by the way, on this uh, on this podcast right. now. That's, of course. That's yeah. the thing we do. <laughs> we want to be able to protect our brand, our yeah. personal brand. Exactly. Um, uh, objectively, yeah, I... of course. Yes. Objectively. yes. Objectively protecting our personal brand. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This seems... It didn't seem. It seems like Rockman Adventure uh, was kind. Of, didn't seem like there was a lot of game to it. Sure. Um, I I have no idea how Sword and Soldiers Two does, but like it. I don't know. It seems seems like a game. Yeah. I'll give it, it to d- that. It does. You're not wrong. All right. So is that a vote for Swords and Soldiers? Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, it leaves me to break the tie. And yep. Yep. So, at the risk of sounding like a racist, I guess, <laughs> I'll, I'll agree and say that, uh, yeah, Swords and Soldiers 2 looks like a better game. And also, I don't blame them for the whoever wrote up that Moby Games article being an idiot. My hands are clean. <laughs> You're a monster. Yeah, someone, someone screwed up when writing that copy, and it's not their fault. Yeah. Anyhow, Will, <clears throat> now it's strategy game against strategy game. How does it compare to Sudden Strike Resource War? Oh boy. Um, yep. I, you know, I... Even though I feel like the Resource War part of Sudden Strike Resource War, I feel like that's like that's a little clunky. Sure. It does distinguish what that game is about compared to Swords and Soldiers 2. Definitely. Could, we, and it's also called Sudden Strike. We had to see it in order to see what it was. 
Yeah. So I, I think it goes to Sudden Strike here. Okay. Yeah, okay. uh, I, I'm going to agree with that, I think. Uh, and also, Swords and Soldiers is such a generic title that I did, in fact, get it completely mixed up with, like, two or three different games in my head. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that, that is a very fair argument. I will say Swords and Soldiers looks like, despite its incredibly generic name, the actual game has a little more personality to it than it looked like Sudden Strike did. Uh-huh. But, uh, no, I, I, that's fair. I, I can certainly see the logic for voting Sudden Strike over it. Wait, hang on. Are we arguing personality with this guy on the cover? Come on. <laughs> Those eyes. Yeah, uh, well, his lack thereof. The mystery yeah. of the eyes that oh, are, are implied to be there, but may not be. This this randomization is not doing a good job of avoiding the same games we've already talked about. <laughs> Will, how do you think that this game compares to Trolls? Sword of Soldiers 2 does not seem very minesweepery. I yeah. will say that. Wait, hang That's on. True. I think it was my turn. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. Well, uh, is there... W- wait. Is there water in Swords? Yes, there is water in Swords and Soldiers. So mm-hmm. that argument uh, it, it probably comes down to a tie. Uh, for, uh, the, there might be trolls in Swords and Soldiers. Like, did they say one way or another? Mm, well, they only talked about demons and Persians, so oh. and Vikings, and Vikings. Yeah, it seems yeah. like. Hmm. I mean, even before that change, I like is China and Vikings like one's a country. Right? Yeah, yeah. this is a bit strange. Yeah. Uh. Hmm. Okay. Um. I'm gonna go for. Uh, I think I'm going to go for Trolls uh, here, Uh, and my reasons are basically um, because I want to. All right. right. Can't argue with that. (laughs) Will. Um, I want to go with Swords and Soldiers because I don't like Trolls' uh, stupid face. Whoa. Whoa. Hey, let's not get into pejoratives yet. <laughs> That's, you, uh, I think I'm just saying I don't like its face. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm also going to give it to Swords and Soldiers because, again, it, this actually—it's hard to tell. <laughs> it's hard to tell how good a game is when you never played it. <laughs> well, okay, but same with trolls. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this this looks like it might be sort of fun. Um, might be sorts of fun. Game of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Well, look, it's, I'm not comparing it to Ray Tracers, I'm comparing it to Trolls. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know, I, I would give this game a shot if I didn't have to pay money. So... Uh-huh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so it moves up, and uh, again, this randomizer's not helping out. Will, how does it compare to International Superstar Soccer Deluxe? Oh, um... Yeah. I, I I think International Superstar Soccer Deluxe still takes it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Jesse. Uh, well, uh, soccer, you know, objectively the worst. Right. Sure. Um. Uh, but I feel like I've committed at this point to fighting against swords and soldiers. I would feel mm. like I was kind of going against my uh, my own bit. As it were, yeah. uh, to to argue for something else. Uh, 
Okay. Mm-hmm. I've decided that my hate for soccer... Uh, my ob- objective, uh, distaste for distasteful so- uh, soccer's bad. I'm okay. going to vote for uh, Swords and Soldiers. Okay. Objective. Uh, Will, you voted for soccer, right? Right. Uh, yeah, I think I've also got to give it to soccer. Um, I-, I can't go with you on this mad campaign to destroy football. Wait, hang on. Did the... Ref- did we just reverse positions? I was the only one fighting against swords and soldiers up until this point, and now I'm the only one fighting for it. What? What's yeah. Going? Oh. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, it's crazy. Goodness. Placing <laughs> is uh, it makes you ask yourself insurance. some very hey, serious questions. But you know what, Jesse? You've gotten your wish granted because now we get to talk about Suzumiya Haruhi no Tomodai. Yeah. This is now. Are you familiar with Suzumiya Haruhi? More than I would like to admit. Okay, yeah, we've had some guests that know about it. This is a PlayStation 2 game that is, uh, the idea is, uh, Suzumiya and her friends want to make a video game, and you get to decide what kind of video game they make, and then the story plays out in the format of that video game. And there's, like, 11 different choices. There's, like, RPG, dating sim, princess maker, that kind of thing. Okay. Wow. You know, Haruhi... It's an interesting one because I yeah. think it was uh, like one of the first uh, forum battle related things that I ever saw. Uh-huh. Uh, do you remember this animation? I think it was Molly that did it of uh, of the ending dance to that, but with uh, avatars from uh, from the Penny Arcade forums. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And let, let's let's keep on with those esoteric references to things. Yeah, that, absolutely. Because but I'm, I'm still I'm saying whole, that it was. I'm still grouping on to the fiction that anyone other than my circle of friends might one day give a shit about this. <laughs> I'm show. Sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I, I thank you not to destroy the illusion. They were intrigued. That was my first exposure to anime. Really, like before that, <laughs> I'd seen like I don't know, yeah. Pokemon. Uh, sure. So I would say this is a, I don't know, it's a pretty influential show. Uh, Definitely. And it sounds like the way they translated it into a game is novel. Uh, yeah. Hmm. But how does it... Com- I... It feels weird because I, I pivoted on my position just because of my hate of football. Uh-huh. Uh... And now I, I don't know whether I should continue on that on that tangent and just fight mindlessly for right. <laughs> swords and soldiers uh, against everything. Okay. <sighs> I think, without uh, looking at a single screenshot, that I've uh, I've decided to vote for Haruhi. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Will. Hmm. Uh. I'm going to vote for Swords and Soldiers because anime is the devil. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, wait. Um, wait. No, don't do this. What? Don't don't flip this around again. I can't I, I can only take so much. <laughs> don't flip what around again? Don't make me the one that's voting for uh, voting against Swords and Soldiers and you're the two voting for it again. <laughs> oh, maybe we think it belongs right below soccer. Who uh, knows? Um, let me think here. Yeah, I, I think Susan Miyaharuhi is just a more interesting premise for yeah! a game. Alright. Yeah, I, I gotta give it to it. Uh, so, uh, we're back into familiar territory now. Oh my goodness. 
Yep. Jesse, how does it compare to Blue Baron? Well, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I've already extolled the virtues of uh, Lisa Blue Baron. Uh, yeah, Lisa Blue Baron's that, awesome. Yeah, to the extent that I don't even think this is an argument, I think that Blue Baron takes right. it. Right. <laughs> okay, okay. Will? Yeah, I'm, I'm done with that. Okay. Uh, then in, in <laughs> that case... We finally agree. We... Lisa Blue Baron unites us all. <laughs> uh, well, then uh, the snake has eaten its own tail on this episode. Will, how does it compare to Back to the Future, the game? Oh. <laughs> having played Back to the Future, the game, and having played the game before Swords and Soldiers 2 for like 10 minutes. Wait, okay, uh, but you say the game before as if it didn't have a definitive name. Is it called the game before Swords and, Sol- Swords and Soldiers 2? Because I think that I'd be down with playing a game that yeah. had the bravery to be named then. Sure. <laughs> it was like, hey, we know where we're going with this. We have a roadmap. <laughs> I really want to get play a game now that just calls itself the game before the sequel to that game. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, as I like Back to the Future. It was it was it was a fun couple of hours. So okay. I'll give it to that. Okay, Jesse. Um, phew. this is a tricky one. Um, yeah, because I, I I don't care much for either of these, but I do like Back to the Future the movie. Uh, yeah, and so certain soldiers in general, like the concepts of soldiers, you know, that's kind of been done to death. Uh, sure. I think we've all had just about enough of soldiers and swords, pretty much. Uh, time travel, on the other hand, uh, I think there's more. I don't know. There's a lot of that too. There's a lot of games. that, but Back to the Future is one of the good ones of those. Mm. It stands okay. out. It's a classic. I'm gonna go okay. for Back to yeah. the Future. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll also go for Back to the Future. In which case, this game is ranked directly Woo-hoo! above Trolls, directly below Back to the Future. Sounds right. Uh, what was this game called? Swords and Soldiers 2. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah, you see? It's so generic, you forgot the name. Yeah. yeah. I almost forgot what game we were placing again. Actually, you should right. you should like put it, place time. it as the game before. Oh, wait, no. We'll, we'll <laughs> have to wait until we can place that. Soldiers. Yeah, we, we'll have to wait until we place that particular okay game. so our next game to rank is Sinistar oh uh, man run we saw some run. home releases but the the primary release was for arcades uh Sinistar is a multi-directional shooter um have any of you played this I have I yes I played I this. have not so this is basically you are exploring uh space you can go in any direction and you have to find this like horrible UFO with like a skull on it and I guess that's Sinistar I don't know. Nice. Yeah, like what's going on is like you're flying around this sort of asteroid field and blowing yeah. dudes up and trying to find pieces of Sinistar uh, that you're trying to keep away from all the enemy dudes because if they get all the pieces of Sinistar together, then Sinistar forms and he chases after you and talks a bunch of shit and then eats you. Yeah, okay. but you can make bombs to destroy that, Sinistar. Yes. Well, so and okay. it has it, it's sort of well known for having this very. Um, antagonistic weird yeah. like tinny audio like oh. voice acting where he goes like I yes am I've, sinister. I am sinister i am sinister so okay so what uh, i'll tell you what my exposure is to this game phoenix wrong that's mm-hmm. that's it i remember hearing voice clips for sinister on a phoenix wrong you wait was that back when newgrounds was the thing I I guess Maybe. I don't know what you're talking about. Phoenix Wrong is a like a series of little parody uh, skits of uh, using Phoenix Wright sprites. 
Okay. Uh, with voice clips from a bunch of other things. And one of them was sure. okay. Francis von Karma uh, with Sinistar voice clips. If you know who I Francis see. von Karma is. Uh, wait, you mean Francisca von Karma? No, Karma? Francis von Karma. Was that... Is that a real person? No, Manfred. Manfred. Go. Yeah, yeah, like there Manfred is no Von Francis Von Karma. Yeah, sorry, I got my series. Uh, uh, yeah, okay, but yeah, just him going run, run, I hunger, and that's that's great. what I remember from that. And uh, so when I picture Sinistar, I think of the Millennium Star from Mario Party Three. As much crazy as as it is, that's the second time I brought up Mario Party. Yeah, you're really talking about Mario Party a lot. Yeah, I have provided a link. Of many of Sinistar's iconic lines. Okay. Yep. Oh, iconic. Okay. So iconic. is this like <laughs> iconic, like bar. Ubisoft iconic, or is this? Now this is like real deal grassroots. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you you will not you, even though I feel like they probably could get away with it, you will not find like Sinistar printed on a cap somewhere. Okay, I like how he has the exact same inflection in every run. Uh, I think yeah. it's a strong. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, Sinistar, pretty well known game, pretty good game. Yeah. Um. So we're looking at it. number sixty three here. Uh. Let's see. Will, how does it compare to Bicycle Casino games? This is basically a collection of, you know, gambling games like uh, poker, blackjack, big six wheel. Uh. Notably, inside of this virtual casino. There's video poker. You can play virtual virtual poker. Wait, you poker. can play video video poker? <laughs> nice. Yes, you can play video video poker. Nice. This is, it sounds like they've got a meta narrative going on there. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I love so meta Will, how are you voting? I would only... I, like. Now that we're talking about Sinistar, yeah. I just can't help but think how every game on this list could be improved if it had Sinistar in it. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. Sure. I believe like that just Sinistar, on this one video. Well, if, <laughs> if he, uh, like, if Sinistar was dealing your uh, was dealing your uh, poker hands, that would be and oh, just man. telling you to yeah. run. Yeah, yeah, totally. a bold totally. coward. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I, I go with Sinistar. Okay, Jesse. Okay, uh, the problem is here that um, meta narratives, I, I think, are uh, I, I am strongly biased. Oh, not biased. Not biased, because this is objective. I'm not biased. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's no bias here. No bias here. But objectively speaking, I'm biased. Wait, no. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> objectively speaking, meta narratives yes. improve a game. Uh, and okay. so, uh, Bicycle Casino games, by having video video poker, uh, might have an edge over Sinistar. Uh, mm. Does Sinistar have a meta narrative? Uh, well... The meta-narrative is that Sinistar is terrifying with this creepy <laughs> robot voice. Yeah. Okay. And you want to stay away from him as much as possible. Okay. Um, because, like... Because, like, in the... Arc- like, the arcade release of Sinistar, like, it would not just, like... Like, the arcade cabinet would practically yell at you as you walk yeah, past Yeah, like, the it. attract mode of it was Sinistar talking to you. Oh, right? Wait, yeah. are, is this, like, Black Knight style? Basically, uh, kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. Give me your money, right? Uh, okay. Well, that 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 sounds sufficiently meta. Uh, I don't it's think it's calling... meta in the slightest, but okay. Shh. No, objectively speaking, 
It's, it's, he's speaking to the player. Therefore, okay. it is matter. Uh, I'm basically so. saying this because I don't want to vote Sinistar below Bicycle Casino Games. That just sounds well, wrong. Well, that's all you gotta say. Yeah. That's all you gotta say, buddy. But, but, but objectivity. Yeah. I, I also vote for Sinistar. Uh, so... Here we go again. Some good this uh, this random number generator is maybe not very good. No, uh, Jesse, how does it compare to Sudden Strike Resource? Oh War? no. Okay. Um, uh, what if uh, what if the guy on the cover of Sudden Strike Resource War had Sinistar's voice? That'd be pretty cool. I mean, Protect we, your we don't know for lines, sure that he coward. doesn't. We don't know for sure, but considering that he's supposed to be like a World War II guy, I feel confident in assuming he doesn't. How, how, explain your reasoning there. Well, people in World War II generally didn't talk like this. They did not. Did like, they not? They did not talk like creepy well, alien robot heads. Well, hang on now. I'm pretty sure that Star Wars is based on uh, on reality, and the reality <laughs> is that Darth Vader speaks like that, uh, uh-huh. and is probably based on World War uh, one of them two two. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! I had a brain fart. <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to say that, uh, since, uh, I have proven that, uh, that the guy on the cover of, uh, what's it called? <laughs> Sudden Strike. <laughs> since I've proven that he, he has the voice of Sinistar, because it kind of sounds like a Darth Vader voice, uh, uh I'm going to have to go for Sudden Strike. Okay. Will, do you have a more coherent argument to make? <laughs> Uh, no, objectively though. <laughs> objectively, like the only resource you need to win the re- Sudden Strike Resource War are Cinnabombs. Yeah, just have a grip of Cinnabombs. Wait, uh, wait, are we talking about like Cinnabon? Is this? Hey, hang on. Is this yeah. podcast brought to you by Cinnabon? No, no, no. C- no it's brought to you by Cinnabombs. Oh, well. Oh, uh, that was. Oh. No, I do think that it'd be pretty cool if you could buy uh, Cinnabomb. Pretty cool if I could get some free Cinnabon yeah. over here. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, we all love free Cinnabon. Oh. Well. So make sure to tell your friends about this show. <laughs> like and subscribe. Rate and review us on iTunes. Okay. I want Cinnabon. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, how are you voting, Will? Uh, I'm going to say Cinnastar. Yeah, I'm also going to say Sinistar. It's a uh, it's a cool game that was sort of innovative for a genre in that you can fly around however you want instead of like being like a scrolling shooter or like just one screen. Whereas uh, there's a million World War II strategy games. I feel like the weirdest devil's advocate right now. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I could be called the devil's advocate so much as I am just the losing okay. side's general advocate at any point, no matter what. Well, well, now it's classic shooter versus classic shooter. How does Sinistar compare to Yar's Revenge, the Atari game where you're a robot mosquito and you got to shoot through this magic barrier to blow up a space station? I, I feel like all of Yar's Revenge's like its personality is in its box art. Uh huh. Which, as okay, we as we saw in Brain Games, up. can like it can go for a lot. Right. But like, I don't think it compares to having that fucking weird screaming metal skull face yelling at you the entire time okay okay wait skull face 
I mean, it's kind of a skull. This has nothing to do with Metal Gear Solid Five. I sure. I I'm pretty sure. Hmm. <laughs> I would like that game a lot more if Sinistar was the bad guy. Oh man! Oh. Or if at least Skullface talked like Sinistar. Yeah, man, okay. that'd be great. And maybe like uh, that that give you something to do do during that that old, uh, that this long truck ride. This is the moment that machines walked on two legs. Maybe yeah, uh, I could I could go with that. That game could be improved if by during that long awkward truck ride you got to play Sinistar. Oh um, yeah, if he if he just had an arcade cabinet loaded up into that truck. <laughs> Absolutely okay. It's 1984. Like, Sinister was out by that point. <laughs> and objectively speaking, uh, Metal Gear Solid Five is probably one of the better games of this year. And if that can be improved by adding Sinister, I think that sounds yeah. a lot for Sinister. I think it does too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So is that two votes for Sinister over Yars? Uh, I don't know anything about Yars' revenge. Uh, okay. So yeah. <laughs> All right. In that case, uh, Sinister takes it. So up it goes. It's now comparing to games in the top ten. Ooh. All right, Jesse. <laughs> How does Sinistar compare to cool. Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, it, the revolutionary first-person shooter that has defined uh, both the first-person shooter genre in the decades since its release and how oh. every competitive multiplayer system works ever since it came out? Okay. Uh, oh, man. I am so tempted to just flat out just say Call of Duty wins in this right. particular case. But yeah. being objective and fighting for objectivity... Mm-hmm. I have to ask the important question, can Call of Duty 4 be improved by adding Sinistar? Definitely. I don't know that it can. That campaign is already so crazy and bombastic. I think Sinistar might be gilding the lily in that case. Uh, but what if Sinistar... I, I'm though. What if you played what as Sinistar? You... Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And you, but I mean, like, hmm. it's a first-person perspective game. You never see your character. You might what be if playing it, as What if the big the reveal uh, was that you come up against your... You're playing as another player character, and you run into yeah. each other, and it turns out that right. the guy was Sinistar the whole time. But I'm saying because there's no scene you. like that, for all you know, you are Sinistar the entire time. Oh, that's true. Okay. Oh, okay, you bring up a strong point. Oof. Okay, yep. Uh, Call of Duty 4 it is, because you might secretly actually already be Sinistar. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. So here's how you improve Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare with Sinistar. Okay. You take the best part of Sinistar, uh-huh. which is his crazy voice yelling things at you all the time. Right. And you put it at the beginning of in and end of every multiplayer match. Yeah, so I was going to say like if they had a, a Sinistar a voice, voice pack. pack like they did for Snoop Dogg. Ooh. Yes. It was Snoop Dogg, right? It was Snoop Dogg, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be a pretty great thing. Okay, well, uh, counterpoint, what uh, what would Sinistar be like if you added a Call of Duty for Modern Warfare voice pack onto the top of it? And, what would uh, it be like the... if Snoop Dogg narrated your Sinistar game? What if uh, <laughs> Sinistar had more... Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. That, that super popular drum line. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, like, hmm. Uh, well, now I've confused but, uh, myself. <laughs> but I feel like the the leg, like Call of Duty 4's legacy is like, even though the campaign was super cool and bombastic and all that kind of stuff, sure. what got taken away by the vast majority of games that came after it was, like, it's all mechanical, right? Sure, absolutely, yeah. Well, I would also say the general modern warfare aesthetic, like, 
yeah. so many games strayed towards like modern day hyper realistic in mm-hmm. aping Call of Duty after that. Yeah. Whereas yeah. before Call of Duty Four, it was all World War Two. Yeah, and pretty much Call of Duty was. And before the one that, that it was all aping. Star Wars: The Battle of Hoth. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, is it not still that? Have we not gone full circle on that? We've gone full circle now that yeah, the new Star Wars Battlefront is out. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it was it was Hoth, and then at some point it became like Omaha Beach. Yeah. And then, and then it just then, turned into the deserts of Afghanistan. Yes, thanks to Call of Duty Four. But you know what persists across all of those as the as the tides ebb and flow. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Across like different trends in first person shooters, what remains constant? Sinistar. Uh, that's a, are you, are you a just Sinistar spouting... cult worshiper? I'm not. I'm You're just, just spouting saying. sinister rhetoric at this point. It doesn't actually mean anything. A <laughs> sinister is he wearing your bones as his own sort of mechanical mecha, biological mecha? Hang on, hang on. Are you the protagonist of Call of Duty Four: Modern Warfare, aka Sinistar? Aka <laughs> actually Sinistar. Yeah. Everyone I knows Sinistar is not allowed to lie, so he'll have to tell us the truth if he is. <laughs> yeah, I am not. Are you Sinistar, a Sinistar? But, yeah, but mm, only uh. because he has not seen fit to possess me with his grace yet. Okay, well in that case, I've got to vote for Call of Duty Four <laughs> just to try and save your immortal soul. Yeah, um, <laughs> from yeah. that. Space I was already devil. leaning. I, well, I already votes cast it in my yeah. vote, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, in which case, uh, Will, how does it compare to Grand Theft Auto Five, <laughs> the most? Recent uh, release in the Grand Theft Auto series featuring a sprawling open world sandbox and three protagonists who are all various grades of asshole. Uh, and it kind of has this really horrible, cynical, nihilistic worldview to it that makes the entire thing unpleasant Hang in on. spite of it... technical and mechanical perfection. Whoa, hey, uh, we're sounding like we're getting. Uh, there's a bit of uh, interference here uh, in our objective uh, podcast. I'm hearing some, like, subjectivity, I, I think. I do not think it is subjective to say that Grand Theft Auto V is nihilistic and cynical. Uh, uh, well, some of the other stuff. Uh, I, I haven't played I, it. I also don't think it's uh, subjective to say that its protagonists are assholes. They're not, okay. they're not even the fun assholes, like Sinistar is. Sinistar is the most fun asshole. Wait. Okay. Let's take that right out of context. Okay. <laughs> Are we sure that there isn't an, a hidden fourth protagonist and it's Sinistar? <laughs> uh, I mean, now that the game is out on PC, you could mod Sinistar into it. I think you mean just he's already in the code. You just need to uh-huh. put it into the console. Yeah, you need to hot coffee it so that Sinistar is there. <laughs> hot Sinistar. Wait. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not that. Not that. Rewind. Run, <sighs> coward. Oh, oh boy. Oh, wait. All right, Will, okay. how, how are you voting? Hmm. Wait, is it me? Yeah, no, it's Will. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Uh, I'm I'm going to vote for Sinistar over Grand Theft Auto V. Okay. Jesse? Well, uh, hmm. I, I know that uh, hmm, putting Grand Theft Auto V in Sinistar would not... Yeah really improve Sinistar. I know this, despite not having yeah. played Sinistar. Uh, but putting Sinistar... Okay. I'm not sure which that favors the... Okay. Um, 
I, I have a great suggestion. Maybe talk your thoughts out and enunciate them instead of muttering no, yourself like a lunatic. No, I think I'm good. Uh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'm going to say Sinistar, because I haven't played either of these games, but Sinistar, okay. in general, I have enjoyed more. From... In spite of my deep-seated and well-documented hatred for Grand Theft Auto V, I might have actually given it to it in this one. Oh, yeah? But uh, such is the case... Such as the, I don't know, whatever. It, Sinistar 1. Yeah. Um, leave me alone. Woo. So, Jesse, <gasps> how does Sinistar compare to Sinistar Picross? Loses. Okay. <laughs> Will, how does Sinistar <laughs> compare to Picross 3D, the uh, Nintendo DS game that sort of puts a twist on the classic Picross model by turning it from a, a flat uh, puzzle game into a three-dimensional one where you're chipping away at blocks that make up a larger cube in order to create a sculpture through logic puzzles. I do like Picross 3D. Okay. I'm going to say that out front. But, like, the thing that gives me about Sinistar, and this is what I was... I was wanting to uh, enumerate this when we were talking about Call of Duty, but I did not do a good job of it. Okay. I feel like they do a good, like... They hang that entire game on... Sinistar. Sure. Like it's a good like it's a it's a fun game to play. Like running around shooting dudes and picking up Cinnabombs is great. But like he's the like he's the he's the spice that makes the whole thing work. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I they do a a great job of giving him so much personality with uh-huh. not a whole lot. Like with some weirdly distorted voice clips and a scary face. And, like, making him move super fast and just be on your face as soon as he, like, uh, as soon as he becomes a thing. Right. Uh, I don't know, like, uh, Picross 3D is a really fun and a really, like, and a really great game. Mm. But Sinistar has a certain personality to it that I don't think Picross 3D has. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to disagree. I think Picross 3D absolutely has personality to it. I agree, it. and um, I haven't even played it, but I really, 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 really want to. It never came okay. out in the UK, I don't think. I, I remember oh, going to the stores a bunch and saying, do you have Picross 3D in? And they're like, what? What is Picross 3D? <laughs> and I was, well, what I was going know. to say is the, the personality that Picross 3D has is just sort of uh, light-hearted, relaxing pleasantness. It's mm-hmm. just sort of... Uh, it's not harrowing or exciting or, you know, uh, tense like Sinistar might be, but it's a place to come in, put your feet up, take a load off, and uh, just sort of uh, unwind your mind with some of these puzzles and, you know, look at the difficulty levels that you're comfortable with and either tackle the harder ones if you really want to challenge the old noggin or just relax with some easy ones and get a nice little sculpture of a frog when you're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... I actually think these games are pretty close, and part of me really wants to vote for Sinistar just to move Picross 3D closer to falling out of the top ten to antagonize Jason, <laughs> oh, okay. uh, our former guest. But um, I think I would spend uh, about 15 minutes playing Sinistar, and I could play Picross 3D for hours. So I think I've got to give it to Picross 3D. Yes. So, there is one last game to compare this to. Uh, Discworld Mud. I'm glad, this is, by uh, the way, I'm so glad that we're not making the comparison to Deadly Premonition, because... Whew. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
I, I don't think there's any winning that one. No. <laughs> uh, Discworld Mud is, uh, as you might have guessed, a mud based on the Discworld universe. That's kind of all I know. Um, I don't really know all that much about how MUDs work. I was explained to me that they're basically text adventures, except sometimes there's other people in there What's with you. What's you use uh, Discourse? Dungeons? Yeah. Ooh. I like Discourse, though. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, Will, how does this compare to Discworld MUD? I, I'm a big fan of Discworld, but I feel like if I want to do Discworld, then I'm just going to read a Discworld book. Okay. I mean, not to not to be all against multimedia User. universes yeah. of franchises or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't... Okay, what did people say when it got ranked here? Yeah, what, uh, well... So well, so it got placed sort of highly in general, just A, people like Discworld. Yeah. Uh, B, none of us had really ever played a MUD before, and we were just sort of inherently intrigued by the concept. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, C, at the very end, it got ranked above Grand Theft Auto V just to spitefully knock it out of the top ten because we hated it. Nice. Okay. All right. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, um, okay, I think I have played a MUD. Okay. RuneScape came out of a MUD, didn't it? Didn't it? Did Maybe it originally was a mud, devious mud. If you tell me that it did, I have no reason to disbelieve you. Okay, well, I'm saying that okay. objectively. <laughs> okay, yeah, objectively. Runescape. Okay, yeah. So, uh, will? Yeah. Uh, like I said before, if I want Discworld, I'll go read some Discworld. Uh, so, okay, I'll, I'll go send a star here. Okay. Jesse, um, I have read some Discworld, and I—that's uh, always like on my to-do list to read more Discworld, especially yeah. after the passing of Terry Pratchett, which really sucks. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, Discworld is kind of hilarious, uh, but I'm not seeing how that would translate to a mud. Okay. If RuneScape is anything like a mud, which I am led to believe from the fact that it came from a mud, that it is. I am not seeing how that would work very well. It's a mud is kind of like an MMO, I guess, but more local, I guess. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not seeing that being the best use of the format. So I'm gonna also, uh, yeah, I think that Sinistar would probably not uh, make this world mud any better. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Sinistar. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll also go for Sinistar. Um, in which case, Sinistar is ranked at... Uh, it's broken into the top ten. Woo! Directly above Discworld Mud, directly below Picross 3D. Nice. And we have just one last game to rank for the evening. Okay. We have Elite Beat Agents. Woo! Uh, agents a, are go! Agents are go. This is a rhythm game for the Nintendo DS. It is the American... Uh, it's not the american version because it's it's a separate game but it is a american focused sequel to oso oso taki awendan okay yeah might have butchered that a little bit let's let's hold on oh awendan that part i've got right yeah kind of awendan is what it's colloquially called for the most part. yeah Yeah. like osu but no it's us oh it's uh, us us you know like in karate us oh okay Whatever, then. Uh, the point is, um, 
you play as a team of secret agents, kind of like the the Men in Black, who are dispatched across the world whenever someone's having a problem in their life, and they sing a song including and dogs. do a dance. Sorry, sorry, including dogs. Including dogs, that's right. There is a mission where you have to help a dog make its way home. Yes. Um, Continue. Yeah. I think uh, one where you also hang out with a cat. Right. So they, they sing a, a pop song and do a dance, and it helps people succeed at life. Kind of like Busy Scissors. Um, the format of it is sort of you have buttons appearing on the DS's touchscreen that you have to tap in rhythm. There's like circles that close in around them you have to tap in time with. And then you slide a little ball across other ones, and then sometimes you gotta spin a spinner and it breaks your touchscreen and it makes you hate it. But other than that, it's a really great game. It's kinda... There's sort of a whole subgenre of rhythm games now that are based on the, the Owendon style. Like all those, um... Uh, what are they called? Freaking... The... It's Unimiku. That's yeah, something. All of her, all of her of, games are kind of cut touch from screen? the... Is that touchscreen? No, so it's it's different because it's based on uh, button based controls. Yeah, but it's it's the same kind of idea. Yeah, um, where like there's a bunch of rhythm stuff happening on the screen, but there's also like a music video happening in the background. Yeah, it's buttons flying across the screen at in two points, and then you push the button when it reaches the point to hit the thing. Um, it, so it's kind of a big deal in that respect. Um, also, the game just has an incredibly silly sense of humor. Uh, you know, like you said, we, you help a dog get home, and then that level you sing Highway Star. You, you have like a uh, you have the skater boy in this game. Yeah, there is skater boy. What's that one? What level that's is that? That's the taxi driver, as a cab driver. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. Yeah, it doesn't make any And then there's sense. one. You, you have like an aging baseball player who's trying to become big again, set to the anthem. Guys, yep. guys, guys, the YMCA. YMCA. Is YMCA yes. In that one? Yep. Yeah, it's yeah, with a pirate captain that's trying to find lost treasure, and it sets a YMCA. Oh, you're right. Oh man, I I have not played this game in a long time. Guys, I loved it. Alleviation guys. Uh, famously, there is a weirdly serious uh, level halfway through the game where you play. You're the inspiration oh. by Chicago to help a little girl get over the death of her father oh, oh that level still gets me on christmas it, it, guys i read an article that referenced that two days ago and teared up yeah it's really good and then the uh the finale is uh aliens come and uh enslave the earth and and you, you have to do, do jumping it, jack flash well no 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 first you have to do this ridiculous butt rock song oh yeah to get everyone to rise up and break out of the prison camp and then the elite beat agents are turned to stone by the aliens, and the whole crowd starts Chanting clapping and chanting. Me. And I've actually used a, a sound clip from that level in an earlier episode of this show, and they break out of e the statue, a and they're like, are you ready? E Three, two, one, go! I was born <laughs> in a crossfire hurricane! Yeah. Down, down. Oh. And then you, you okay. do... It might be the best version the of Jumpin' Jack Flash. The entire world sings Jumpin' yeah. Jack Flash together, and it makes a laser beam that destroys the aliens. We are rocking out just talking about Elite Beat Agents. I love this game. It is yep. so good. Yep. The yep. only knock against it is that damn spinner. I that hate spinner's it. Oh, spinner's fine. I don't like the spinner. Spin's fine. But uh, enough chatting. We got ranking to do. Got rank it. Yes. One twenty nine. I got a feeling it's going to make it high yeah, based yeah, on yes. our early descriptions yep, yep, here. Yep, yep. 
Uh, Jesse, how does it compare to bicycle casino games? Uh, favorably, I'm assuming. I mean... There's a casino level where you have to play, like, uh, Rock This Town to help uh, Las Vegas... That is true. Okay. Yeah. But, but, hmm, meta-narrative, any, any? Uh, I'm trying to think if there's a meta-narrative to Elite Beat Agents. Not really. there is. Yeah, you're trying to, trying to, like... Assumedly, this is some sort of agency with a either independent or government backing. You have to keep the numbers high, right? Oh, right. Okay. I don't see how that's meta, but <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would, I'm going to say that this game is so strong that it doesn't even need a meta. It transcends yeah. meta narrative. <laughs> it has September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah. It has Let's Dance. It has Let's Dance, yeah. Put on your red shoes and <laughs> That's the one with like the oil magnate yep. that's trying to woo a girl. Yep. Yeah. Wait, was it? Was the one where it's like Leonardo no, he's, no, he's, uh, he's uh, getting oil and stuff. He's trying to rebuild. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the one yeah, with Leonardo da Vinci? To, like, oh, that's I was born yes. to love you. Yeah, like the Freddie Mercury solo song. Yep. Yeah. Like man, goodness. <sighs> oh. Such a good game. I so I, I bought it again uh, when I still had my 3ds. Like I saw I, it in now the that store. we're talking about it, I might need to go buy it. It was again. it was five pounds in my local store, and it was like just sitting there and I had to buy it and I didn't play it again for some reason until I lost my 3DS it's uh, such a good game but yeah I was happy to just give them another five pounds but anyway yeah I, I'm voting for it above bicycle casino games yeah. oh yeah 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 yeah. I okay. don't even know why we're still talking about yeah. it yeah alright up it goes to number 32 Will how does it compare to the Damn Busters this is a an old PC game where you play a World War 2 bomber and outside, it is all dark, except for the lights of, like, cities and trucks and stuff down below. And you have to navigate using that to the dams that you have to bomb to destroy, like, Nazi bases and stuff. Holy crap. That's, that, you know what, that actually sounds pretty cool. Yeah. yeah for, like, a super old game, it actually looked really intriguing to me. Yeah. But I, I don't think it stands up to the bonus level in Leap Beat Agents where you are, like, this Duke Nukem guy who's shooting peanuts at zombies set to I'm a survivor. Oh my god, that did happen! Oh my goodness, this just, this game keeps delivering. Oh, I forgot about that part! (laughs) There was a point in time where I got like a perfect score on every level on the highest difficulty in that game. Wait, even with the Elite Beat Divas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was really into that game for a while. Yeah. Also, I like I like the implication that like uh, up until the Elite Beat Divas, like the main guy in each group is just like increasingly tougher. Yeah. But then, like when you want when you want the real professionals to come in, you call in the divas. Because... I do wish that the divas had like uh, the cool like black pressed suits instead of like yeah, sexy yeah instead of like, yeah, yeah, no, their outfits yes. are dumb. Yeah. yeah. But everything else is cool. Everything else is good. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. Okay. So, what's your vote? Uh, yeah. What is your vote? Oh, well, Elite Beat Agents. Okay. okay. Jesse. Uh, the Dam Buster sounds like a really cool concept, and I like the idea of like making use of having little resources with that kind of thing. Right. And Dam Busters, like the whole story of like the Dam Busters, <laughs> is really like historically speaking, super super cool. Mm-hmm. It doesn't be elite beat agents, I don't think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I am totally with you. I think Dan Buster's is a neat game, but come on, elite beat agents. Mm-hmm. 
So, Jesse, how does it compare to Wiz and Liz, a Sega Genesis 2D platformer where you play as either as, as one of two gnomes, Wiz or Liz, what? and you have to explore this sort of surreal, vaguely creepy environment to find rabbits and get them to safety. And, like, the moon is always staring at you, and it always looks angry in a way that is, like, off-putting, but in, like, an intentional way that Wait, I don't are you sure you're not describing a minigame in Majora's Mask? No, 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 I'm not. It's it's the moon in Majora's Mask is more explicitly, like, grotesque. Uh-huh. This one is just, like, a cartoon moon that's, like, angry at you. So, like, the cartoon sun in Super Mario 3? Kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, like more detailed, so it's creepy. Okay. So, hmm. Okay. Uh, well, this... From the description, you also kind of... Like, I could picture that as a level in Elite Beat Agents. Where That's true. You're encouraging yeah, definitely. Like we gotta save this rabbits. Yeah. You're encouraging Wiz and Liz to do whatever it is Wiz and Liz do. Uh, For all we know, they're, like, the Sega Genesis could not support two pulp. displays, but there might have been a second... Like, if you could somehow, like, force a second display to come out of it, mm. there might be another screen on which the Elite yeah. Agents are dancing and performing the music oh my goodness. to the game. Oh my goodness, you just brought up the, like... Brought into my mind the concept of every single screen game that you have ever played. There's the implication that if there were a second screen, the Elite Beat agents there... are there <laughs> cheering them on. There is, there's actually so much overscan that you don't have to like do anything to port it to the Nintendo DS. It's just all ready to go. <laughs> oh, I love this concept. Yeah. And we can't prove that it's not true. That's true. I think Elite Beat Agents take this handily. Okay. Well? I agree. Okay. Uh, I also agree. So, ooh. Hmm. Will, how does it compare to Call of Duty 4? Call of Duty 4 is a masterfully made game. Yeah. It is immeasurably influential Mm -hmm. in how it's affected, like, video games as a medium since it's come out. But it's no Elite Beat Agents. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Strong words. Jesse? You're the inspiration, you know. it's uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That made me cry. It actually did. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Call of Duty 4, like, it blew me away when I played it. It didn't make me cry. It did have that bit where you survived the nuclear bomb. Well, survived. For a little while. Quote, unquote. That was well, really you, shocking you... bit. Yeah. But I think they have kind of tarnished that retroactively with like trying to okay. incorporate the oh but you die in this one right in every other call of duty game right right uh, okay so it's it was kind of i guess you could say it was lightning in a bottle uh uh-huh. but it also i think call of duty for as brilliant as it is set some yeah. bad precedents whereas you can't really say that the precedent that elite beat agents uh set was like bad i mean sure those games are probably not as good i don't know they're not as influential they're not as influential but they're not they're also they wouldn't have existed pretty much i I, well objectively speaking i'm doubling down on this yes i'm doubling down on this they probably wouldn't have existed no they wouldn't have existed without elite b agents historically objectively speaking uh whereas we were always gonna have shooters uh, right. And, um, yeah. So yeah, what I'm gonna say about it uh, is that uh, 
Elite Beat Agents came out close to the same time as Guitar Hero, and I mm-hmm. think you can see that rhythm games as a genre basically forked at that point in their development, mm-hmm. and half of those games sort of went down the Guitar Hero hole of, like, peripheral instruments and try and simulate actual music playing, and the other half followed the Owendon model of, you know, here's these buttons on a screen that we're going to map to certain things, and you can see it through, you know, it's not the exact same game, but like we said, uh, Hatsune Miku, Theater Rhythm, all these games that, like, have, in some ways, they even harken back to, like, Parappa the Rapper, but uh, a lot of them... It feels very much like they've evolved out of Owendon and Elite Beat Agents. So I think in its own genre, it was just as influential as Call of Duty 4 was for its genre. Hmm. It's just that Call of Duty 4, like, is in a... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's in a respectively bigger genre. Yes, yeah. It's it's a much more popular genre that yeah. you see, you know... no. Well, I was going to say no rhythm. It's true, though. Even Rock Band at its height wasn't pushing Call of Duty numbers. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. I, I think it's actually reasonable to put Elite Beat Agents up. Because when you when you roughly equivocate... Is that the word I'm looking for? Sure. Whatever. Let's say, let's say it's the word I'm looking for. Uh, sure. when, when you say that, uh, you know, the influence is the same, then it's a matter of, like, well, okay, which game do I just like more in its base level? And I think the fun stylishness of Elite Beat Agents, in some ways, does trump the... Uh, the cold, like, serious, sort of Tom Clancy-esque uh, vibe of Call of Duty, mm-hmm. which is a little more played than what Elite Beat Agents mm. is going for. Guys, I bring to your consideration the sales figures for Hatsune Miku, uh, Project Diva, uh, <laughs> going from <laughs> July 2nd, 2009 to March 27th, 2014. Uh, it does, it's a lot. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, can just a graph that says. Can oh, we? Uh, let's ask this. Uh, can two hundred eighty-three thousand and forty Japanese people be wrong? Well, see, you can't get into that argument because then I could ask you, like, can ten million American people? Be well, wrong? okay, but n- now we're. The answer is, of course not. Now we're USA. talking about. Uh, it's a matter of scale. Wait, no, that doesn't work. That's true. You'd have to. You'd have to look at per capita. You're right. Yeah. Which is but not anyhow. an argument I'm interested in getting into. No, let's not. Yeah. Let's just accept that we all voted for Elite Beat Agents yes. over Call of yeah. Duty 4. Yeah. And say, uh, Jesse, how does it compare to Uncharted Drake's Fortune, the action-adventure game for PlayStation 3 that harkens back to, like, Indiana Jones, and I'm still mad that it's ranked this high because it's an okay game at best. Oh, crap. Well, see, the thing is that as far as precedent is concerned, Uncharted set the precedent for Uncharted 2. Which is a way, sure. way, way cool game. I don't know if yes. better is true because I'm played on Uncharted. Well, 1. and I think being such an early game in the last generation of video games, also it sort of set the tenor for what a lot of those games went for, right? Sure, yeah. Like this and Gears of War kind of defined what your average 3D action adventure game looked like for a long time. Yeah, and bear in mind this was made by Naughty Dog. This was not like necessarily in their wheelhouse. Right, they were doing something totally they, new. They did Crash Bandicoot, guys. This is the same people. This is yeah, it's pretty crazy. Well, but in between Crash Bandicoot and Uncharted, they did um, Jack. Jack and Daxter. Well, yeah, which but is that's totally like bridging the gap between yeah, these two. Absolutely. Um, on the other hand, I hate, hate, hate Uncharted Three. Uh huh. Um, like, I didn't. <clears throat> I tried desperately to finish that game, and I couldn't. Yeah. Uh. And 
that soured me kind of, uh, like retroactively on number two. Even though I w- would probably still say that I like number two, I'm unsure about my reasons for liking it. Well, we're not ranking number two. Yes. We're ranking number but one. But the context. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say that uh, that Elite Beat Agents definitely beats Uncharted Drake's Fortune. Okay. Will? I, I agree. Like, I, there's a lot to like about Uncharted, but, like, under all of it, like, it's the... The, like the bones of it the stuff that makes it work uh-huh. is pretty it's kind of rote yeah but elite beat agents like and accepting the fact that it it, it is itself a sequel right is very singular it, it's a sequel that no one that the average person in america or like the west mm. never really saw i've played both the one uh, games just for context. oh sure like some yeah, people yeah. have but you had to import them they never got a release elite beat uh, agents is the Japan. reason i played those games Totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. So for us, it very much seems like a singular thing because we aren't familiar with the rest of the franchise because we weren't allowed to be. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, as far as I'm concerned, it's not even close. Elite Beat Agents obviously wins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but now... Wait, hang could... on. These top three. Yeah. This top three. Uh-huh. I've not heard uh-huh. of a single one of these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. Welcome to Let's Plays. Yeah, welcome to Let's Plays. Okay. You're about to hear some of them. Uh, Will, how does this game compare to Queen the Eye, a PC action-adventure game? Are we sure game? this is how this is pronounced? I mean... Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, it's, it's Queen. Like, like, I understand I... that the, the Y is capitalized, but it's pronounced the I. Okay. Uh, this is a, a, an adventure game with some action components to it, uh, set in a dystopian future where all art has been prohibited by the computer overlord, but one day a man rediscovers rock and roll in the form of queen music. Oh Wait, and is what? Sentenced to, this yeah, is that queen? And is, uh-huh. Uh? And is sentenced to death in an arena combat against a bunch of robots. <gasps> and he has to escape, and was with Freddie Mercury as his guiding light, he has to unravel the mysteries at the core of his corrupt society and bring freedom to his people. And your reaction is 100% appropriate. <laughs> yeah. The, on uh, paper. Guys, this sounds like yeah. this is pretty the, you, not, you pretty this sold me on this game. Yeah. This not this not only sounds like the best game ever, but the greatest piece of media ever created by human hands. <laughs> I but, saw I've talked about this before. I was watching some videos of it. There is a point where the guy gets a broadsword and has to beat a life-sized wind-up doll to death and steal the key out of it to wind up a movie projector to play a Queen music video where Freddie Mercury reenacts a scene from Metropolis which gives you a clue on how to complete the puzzle in the room. (sighs) This is exhausting to even think about. (laughs) Okay. We all love Queen. Yeah. Wait, hang on. Wait, wait, wait. Is Queen? Is there a Queen song in the Leapy Agents? Uh, well, there's I there's was born a to love Mercury you. Song. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh, also of note is since we're talking about music uh, with this comparison, this game is actually considered a rarity among hardcore Queen fans because its soundtrack is 100% comprised of instrumental versions of Queen songs, really? most of which are unavailable outside of this game's soundtrack, which oh. you... Yeah. What's this game for? 
uh, PC, and it's for like mid nineties. What's PC the quality and, of this? Uh, like the music. Uh, it's no, I mean, so it comes bundled with like a CD oh, on the soundtrack. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff about this game that's really really fucking cool. Totally. But is is it a good game? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. It looks very hard to control. It it's a 3D game made from before uh, Nintendo invented the concept of an independent camera that you controlled. So it's all fixed camera angles that move around a lot. And uh, it's it's a little confusing and hard to figure out what to do. Guys, guys, objectivity, objectivity is hard. Yeah, it's, it's real yeah. hard. Oh, man. I mean, is it a good game? Well, it's number two on our list, but no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, it's one of the best games ever as far as we know. But also, maybe it's not very good. <laughs> okay, look, it depends on what you mean by good game. Yeah, what do you mean by good game? Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, it has Queen in it. But I, yeah, it has Queen in it. Yeah, it I, has... I think what a lot of uh, guests have concluded from this game's high placement is that we consider the music of Queen to be better than most video games. <laughs> I I can get behind that actually. That yeah. sounds, that so sounds hit... like an idea. Oh wait, yeah. who is uh, the first one that's meant to be arguing this one? Uh, Will. Okay, go for it. I feel like. If you look at the two ways that you can think of a game as being good, mm-hmm. just like the fact that like it's it's amazing that this game is just drenched top to bottom with Queen, just like not just with the music, but with like video clips and just stylistically and taking right. things from their music and all that kind of stuff. But like where it falters in, like if you take the Queen out of it, it becomes a lot like. It loses a lot. There is a sexy robot woman with chainsaw hands. That's that's pretty good, but I don't know if you can carry an entire game on her. Right. B- b- yeah, it, it's sort of, you can come at this game from two angles. The first one is to love it that you even have what you got with this. Yeah. And the other is to be disappointed that it's only what it is and not yeah. better. Because like you can look at this and say, this is a massively missed opportunity. Right, right. But I feel like when you look at Elite Agents, on, in both ways of looking at it's it... It's more than the sum of like, its parts. Like, it hits. It hits. And it, its parts are pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Like, because Elite Beat Agents is a game... is a rhythm game from a time before it was standard practice to license out the music you're using. So it's all yeah. cover songs. But they're all pretty good cover songs. Yeah, they're not bad. They and I feel like you could I, take. I like the elite beat agents of Jumpin' Jack Flash more than I like the real version. Mm, definitely, yeah. And a lot of them and are like low a... hanging fruit, but they're the right kind of low hanging fruit, if you know. Exactly. What I mean. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like, and you can look at this just like from uh, the continued success of like the Hatsune Miku kind of thing. You can right. t- you could take out the recognizable music and replace it with stuff that you don't necessarily know and it would still be a fun game because the mechanics of it are solid so that is true but i do think that the very specific like uh 2000s era slash classic rock soundtrack of elite beat agents adds a whole lot to it i i agree like i feel like you lose something 
when losing that, but you don't lose as much as the queen as Queen the Eye loses without okay. Queen. Okay. I just thought about it, guys. I don't think I would be more excited for any uh, like 3DS game announcement than I would be for uh, Elite Beat Agents or Owendan sequel. Oh man! I, tell me about it, man. If they brought just back like, Elite Beat Agents, uh, yes, all of my I would just like buy. I've been thinking about since the, the amplitude Kickstarter happened. Man, why aren't the Elite Beat Agents playable in Super Smash Brothers? <laughs> that would be pretty Nintendo good. doesn't know what they got. They don't know what they got. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's a vote for EBA? Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah. Jesse. Um, okay. Okay. Um, I would say that... So here's the thing. I'm not a big fan of popular music in general. It's a weird thing okay. about my musical taste. Sure. I still love Queen. It's one of the few uh, bands that produce music that I can enjoy on its own rights, devoid of any context. Like, usually right, right. when I get into a, a song, it is because I saw it, or he- I rather heard it, in something else, like in another form of media, and then I, like, associate oh, I it with that media, and, it, you, know, okay. you know, it's that whole thing. Right, Queen right. transcends that for me, and it's, like, one of the only bands that has ever done that. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty pretty strong, but man, mm-hmm. Elite Beat Agents though. Yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about associating music with like, yeah. scenes, exactly, because it does such a good job at that that it like it's not only introduced me to new songs that I hadn't heard of that I really like now. It redeemed songs yeah, like, that I didn't I, I, like by. Right. Putting them in a, con- a crazy context that usually didn't make sense but was still hilarious and fun. I probably would never listen to Walkie Talkie Man unless yeah. I'm also thinking about it in the context of I'm going to teach this babysitter girl how to woo this football player. It's it's one of the two things that redeemed, like, Believe by Cher. Oh, me. right, yeah. Oh, God, yeah, that was in there, yeah. too! Yeah! And uh, Ken Heat. Yeah, Candy was in there. That's a good. Oh, that level is such an asshole. <laughs> That's a hard level because it's a yeah. it's a rhythmically it, I, I never had song, a problem with the backbeats but... on that after the first couple of tries. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, we <laughs> Elite Beat Agents just keeps getting stronger and stronger. I'm gonna vote for Elite yeah. Beat Agents. Okay. Uh, in that case, Elite Beat Agents takes it. Um, honestly, I I think you could really make a strong argument in either of these games' cases. I yeah. don't think. I you know, I am not necessarily sad to see Queen move down. I think it lost to a worthy opponent. Yeah. Um, I think it lost very narrowly to Elite Beat Agents. And I yeah, think, I mean, uh, on a, think on about a, it. All on a different day, bands, it might have won. All of these different yeah. songs, all of these bands combining their might against Queen, like right. Queen, that that's not a fight to be ashamed of losing. Not at all. Not at like, all. And and I feel like if it was. If it was a situation where these songs were like just placed as is in a game, uh huh. But like, I think Elite Beat Agents being what it is and bringing its own, yes. like its own sort of charm to it. Elite Beat Agents, the the story of that game uh, is like a shell that it can use to make a Queen the Eye scenario out of any song if they if they set it up right, right? Mm. Like it's yeah, a story much. divorced from the song. Like it's very rare. I don't think you ever directly do something that relates to the lyrics of the song specifically. Um, 
but it's it's like it's like a bunch of instead of one long rock opera, it's like fifteen rock operettas. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I just realized we're having an in-depth, serious discussion comparing a game <laughs> called Queen the Eye against the Leap Beat Agents for the number two spot of the game of all time. <laughs> we, can't, can't, we can't let the stat, we can't let the status like influence our decisions here. We need all right. to keep a calm head. <laughs> well, if it is better than Queen the Eye, then Elite Beat Agents has a shot at the throne. Oh my goodness. Okay. Uh, it it now is compared to Ray Tracers for the PlayStation. Uh, guys, how did this beat Queen the Eye? I'm really curious right now. Uh, yeah, what is Ray Tracers? Please, it is rad as shit. This is a uh, racing game for the PlayStation, but instead of just being a racer, it is like a car combat game where you are racing down the highway, like slamming into other cars, and then you like pull up behind them and punch the nitro. And just blast through them to blow them up. And then you go off a ramp and smash into a helicopter to blow it up. And then you fight a tank that's, like, shooting at you from... While it's driving in front of you. And, uh, it's got this, like, really crazy, like, anime style to it. It's, uh, very fast for a game on the PlayStation. Um, it's, it's just sort of, uh... It is, like, a 90s anime adaptation of Fast and the Furious. Okay. Yeah, I've... I've I've taken like I've looked I've like pulled up a long play of someone playing this yeah and, like for a PlayStation One game like this is an era of games that has like it has a problems they have problems with performance a lot of the time but yeah this looks it looks super good yeah like, I mean it just roll obviously it's not you know it has no anti aliasing or anything like that because it's a PlayStation game but yeah. for a PlayStation game it is a major accomplishment graphically. And like, you're just, it is like, moving over very fast. There's no frame rate issues. It's buttery smooth. Um, yeah, it's it's a rock solid game that is just Dang. sort of super cool, and it's all about punching nitro to blow blow dudes up. And really, isn't that the fundamental core of all video games? Hmm. I would say, I would say yes, except when the fundamental core of video games is injecting tiny like tiny microscopic nurses to heal an olympic athletes uh illness set to la la by ashley simpson as wait, in did... elite beat agents wait what <laughs> i don't remember do not, that do level. you not remember that level? how many songs are in this game that just make you want to flip no, out there, there are a lot i don't remember that level at all i think yep, i remember you... it like there are a bunch of tiny nurses oh, yeah. that are fighting like viruses in this Olympic athlete's body, oh, yeah. so he can be in tip-top shape. Oh, I do. And it's all set that. to uh, an Ashley Simpson song. Wait, wait, was it actually tiny nurses, or was it like a visualization of his white blood cells or his cold medicine or something like that? Like they weren't. I don't think. They, I think it was more like a visualization sort they of thing. They had like huge syringe interface yeah. sort of situation. Tiny nurse, huge syringe. Yeah, but like remember something like that. Okay. I'm gonna yeah. look this up. Um, no, yeah, I mean. Yes. Oh, also, this game has very fun, campy voice acting. I wanted to bring that part yeah. up, too. Okay. And now I'm watching the part where he's fighting, like, a Harrier jet on a highway. Yeah. Oh, God, it like blows up so of, good. Like, backhoe tank thing fighting him. Yeah. I mean, there is a there is a part of me that just wants to blow up Harrier jets with a sports car forever guys mm-hmm. am i remembering correctly that there is a level in elite beat agents where there are these two girls that are stuck on a beach uh uh-huh. and you you dance to staying alive is that 
Is that a thing? It, is it staying alive? I definitely remember that girl. level. I don't remember what the song was. Oh. It's a uh, Material Girl. Material Girl. Yes. Oh. Okay, yeah. I found the. Gosh. Oh, I found the nurse. It's it's a blurry picture, but I'll I'll, I'll show you the the and like it's micro nurse during one part of like the nurse level. Like you have to. I gotta say, lines she make looks, the shape of a kiss. She looks pretty cool. There you go. Let me take a look here. Oh, I do remember her now. Okay, yeah. Oh man. Okay, man. Wait, uh, it was La La. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Gosh, Gosh, I, I am having a real hard time deciding I, between these two games. I think you might have just you, you made the argument. Well, you brought up the possibility earlier that in any given game there might be elite B agents implied, <laughs> implied elite B agents cheering on whoever the protagonist is in that game, and that thought alone, like. I mean, he just blew up uh, an attack helicopter that was shooting missiles yeah. at his sports car. And guess what? Yeah, I feel like... And guess what? After that, the commander goes, Yeah! <laughs> After they're finished dancing to a Skrillex song. All right. Uh, uh, Jesse, how are you voting? Oh, this is Elite B Agents. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay. No, I'm okay. not sorry. Actually, uh... no, I'm not sorry. This is objective, and this is 100%... Factual. Oh, but this attack jet has a skull and crossbones painted on yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on, all of the arguments for Elite B agents here. Like we've... And then you blow it up and you get like a big blue sign that says time extend. And now I've got alert, a huge battle tank, Leviathan. Hmm. It seems like this game just goes, right? Kinda, yeah. It's got like a story. How fun is it to, to it, play? Right? Have yeah. you played it? Uh, I haven't yet. I've actually I need to get over to our like vintage game shop in the area and see if they have a copy of this. It's unfortunately not. It's available on the Japanese PSN, but not the American one. Hmm. Um, even though like, it was released in America, like uh, I, I feel like Elite Beat Agents is my vote too. But I, I want to okay. give Ray Tracers its due because it this does look super cool yeah. for how for how I've never heard of it before. Yeah, it's yeah. it's probably a strong one, especially for PS One because PS One. Oh. Has has a lot of really messy games in retrospect. Yeah, one of the characters is nicknamed Spanker, and he's nice. got a red sports car with uh, his logo painted on the hood, and it's just his name, Spanker, but the S is shaped to look like the head of an eagle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. That's also, pretty... it does have really good music. Like, not Queen-level good. Yeah, yeah. But it's got pretty rad music. Yeah, one of the first results was OST when I looked it up on YouTube. Yeah. Hmm. But, hey, if we're talking music here, like... Right, yeah. Oof. Well, no, the idea was that, like, the reason it beat Queen was that Queen's main draw was the soundtrack, whereas this game has a it's good a soundtrack and better in every other category. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, it's no slouch in the soundtrack category, even if it's not the best soundtrack. So, which way would you vote, uh, out of curiosity? I think... I don't think there's a wrong answer here. Yeah, I, there's definitely not a wrong answer. These these games deserve even to be number one and number two. <laughs> oh man, that cat looks so cool. Um, I think I would give it to Ray Tracers by a nose. Um, I, in, at the, like, I, there are two things I love, and that is cars driving real fast uh to save the day okay wait do we and, know the drivers uh, of these cars are, are, are they all yeah. okay yes yeah. yes 
yeah, yeah. Like, like I said, there, there is a story to it, and there's like little anime, like, uh, like talking head portrait dialogue stuff. Mm. There's a cat wearing Animes, your yes. ring and ha- has a head. If I remember right, you're you're fighting the street gang that killed the the killed Spanker's older brother, which is oh. such a perfect plot for this kind of game. Um, and I don't know why they have attack helicopters. Uh, but yeah, I love cars driving real fast to save the day, a la Speed Racer and uh, Fast and oh, Furious. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. And I love the idea of music having some literal magical power, which yeah. it does in Elite Beat Agents. Guys, I'm looking at so this and it, it seems like the track kind of disappears under you, like for a split second a lot of the time. <laughs> that seems a bit... Uh, I'm not seeing that much in mine. I've seen it a little bit with some of the environment. That might be a different level or something. Uh, yeah, I, I think... Holy crap, yeah, it's happening a lot on what I'm watching. Is it? Yeah. Mm. Oh, and the like, um, trees are flickering. Ah. I actually... I I can't decide. I'm glad you guys decided for me because I am at a crossroads in my mind and I, I can't make a decision. Yeah, It's not even I a question it's understandable for me. because... Okay. Because, like, against any other game, I feel like it would have a shot. Yeah. But Elite Beat Agents, like, it it holds such a special place. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. In that case, that is ranked. Holy and uh, we have now ranked our five games. I can't believe I made Let's Place History on here by ranking yeah. the number one game on my first... Yeah. Oof, on my first guest spot. Wow. You're breathing rarefied air. <laughs> we got we got a good batch of them this time. This is it was yeah. All right, episode. so uh, running through real quick the the bottom and top ten. Uh, the bottom ten first, number one thirty, Custer's Revenge. Yeah, that's number one twenty nine. Yeah, number one twenty nine, Vitamin X. We are super superment boys. What? How did that get ranked so low? I love that game. Uh, because it's primarily a game about statutory rape. Oh, crap. No, I, I take <laughs> okay, that back. Yeah, I heard the name. It sounded pretty cool. Oh, no. <laughs> you're, a te- you're, a, you're a female school teacher, and you have to either educate or bone down on your male students. Uh, like, and the best ending, you do both. The title of that suggests that it's maybe like an educational game about nutrients. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> it's not yeah. that. It's not that. Uh, no, vitamin X is a very specific kind of nutrient. No, no. Uh, oh. 128, Swedish erotica bachelor party. Well, I know not to... <laughs> I have, I've learned not to... That is a top ten in... Surprisingly, like... this one is about vitamins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, it is about... like So what that is is a breakout clone, except the uh, blocks that you break are replaced with naked women. The uh, ball that you bounce around is replaced with an erect man, and the paddle is a, um, like, uh, what do you want to call it? Like a, I'm blanking on the name, the the boner pill. Uh, Viagra? Viagra, oh. there we go, couldn't think of it. Um, yeah, so there is a, there's a pill in it, maybe not a vitamin, per se, but... It seems, oh, uh, wait, no, the order of these things is confusing to me, but no, let's not, let's not rank this game any further than it has already been ranked. <laughs> well, the idea is that at least in Swedish Erotica Bachelor Party, by all accounts, the extremely abstracted sex appears consensual <laughs> between two adults. Huh. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a pretty big differentiator. Yeah. Okay. Number 127, Sonic Shuffle. Number <laughs> 127. It's down there. Oh my god. Wait, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. 
Number 126, Las Vegas Tycoon. Number 125, Guitar Hero Van Halen. Okay, now what's the story behind that one? Uh, so there was two main points against that one. The first is okay. that it is from long after Guitar Hero was a franchise anyone gave a shit about. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, and the second was that no one liked it's Van Guitar Halen? Hero Van Halen, and about 60% of its soundtrack is Van Halen songs. Oh. Okay, yeah. But were, the rest of it, it includes even... songs like by Weezer and Lit and Blink-182. Huh. Listen, not to say anything against Blink-182, they don't belong in Guitar Hero Van happen? Halen. I don't know. Like, the, but yeah, but that was a thing during, like, with those games. Like, yeah. they did that with the Aerosmith one and yeah, Metallica they totally and all that kind yes. of stuff. Uh, number 124, Online Tennis Manager. Number 123, Desert Speed Trap, starring Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote. Number 122, Wild Wheels. And number 121, Quicks. Meanwhile, up in the top 10, which has been shaken up this episode. Yeah. At number 10, Picross 3D. It's in danger. It could fall out. Oh, no! Sinistar entered the top 10 and exited just as fast. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. It sure oh, did. Well. Number 9, Deadly Premonition. Number 8, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Number 7, Iron Lord. Iron. Number six, Westfront Omega, the Amulet of Vega. Uh, are you sure Number it's not five, Vega? Like, maybe they're going for a rhyme. Uh, well, it does rhyme. Omega, Vega. Well, you said... Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Number five, Uncharted, Drake's Fortune. Number four, The Eye of the Dragon. Number three, Queen, The Eye. A lot of eyes. Yep. Number two, Ray Tracers. And number one, the greatest game of all time, to our knowledge, Elite Beat Agents. Agents are... Go! 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 And that's our uh, sync. Alright. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Jesse, do you have anything you want to plug? I know you got a YouTube channel. I do, channel. I do. Um, and I'm currently procrastinating it by being uh, uh, being on this. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's called Fun Punditry. Uh, I kind of picked that name out of the hat. Well, not really, I just... I thought two names, thought that was the better of the two, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I've basically been just uh, doing these video editing experiments, which usually turn out to be like uh, TV show intros. Uh, yeah. And most of them so far have been related to Giant Bomb, but uh, the one I'm working on right now is not. Uh, it's yeah. a Tales from the Borderlands slash True Detective opening. And Ooh. it's almost done. Uh, it should be out by the new year I say that on this podcast so that I will meet that deadline okay. it's... you're assuming I'm going to have this out by oh, the new year true. well it, it would still <laughs> condemn me if it's not out and and you put it out past the new year uh, yeah yeah. it's it's a really complex opening it, yeah so far it's been a pretty, pretty fun thing uh, people have enjoyed them uh, and I've enjoyed learning After Effects and uh video editing from that right now i'm like doing a commission for someone that's paying me 50 dollars an hour and that's pretty cool yeah yeah i'm getting some money out of this finally because i put a lot of money into it uh so yeah fun punditry look it up it's good it's good i think i don't know how it would place if it was on some kind of podcast but uh maybe we should make that a youtube ranking podcast 
And we got to finish this games list uh, first. Which yeah, okay. By, yeah, good point. Right, early March, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, Will, anything you want to tell people about? Eh, not really. I'm on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Do you want people to follow you, or do you want them to know that you're on Twitter? <laughs> I'm uh, at Cable Carrier. Oh, I'm at Fun okay. Poetry as well. I... All right. Got to keep on brand. Uh, well, thanks a bunch, everybody for listening uh if you like this show you should subscribe to us on itunes i'd appreciate it uh and you should uh give us a rating and maybe even a review maybe you could rank us against your favorite podcasts put it on a list and see where it put it on a list place us at the top Mm -hmm. yeah uh as for me you can find my porn Tumblr at womenoffantasticalsizes.tumblr.com. You can find my regular Tumblr at gamesfromscratch.tumblr.com. Hang on, wait, is, you can follow me on... What? Do you really have a porn Tumblr? Yeah, it's womenoffantasticalsizes.tumblr.com. <laughs> I forgot about this part. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at SSJSpeedRacer. And you can follow my other Twitter account, online erotica underscore TXT, where I post real quotes and excerpts from erotic stories from around the internet. Let's read one now. Staying Alive by the Bee Gees, blasted from the speakers of Siobhan Guthrie's 2012 Honda Accord. <laughs> That's going to do it for this week. See you next time you on plug, Let's you Place. Plug your, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well. <sighs> I'm done. I thought I told you.